This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. Yeah, I'm RJ. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. Order this of week, life? yeah, we're rich and you know, kind of, kind of sad. Rich but, in spirit, but dead. Speaking of spirits, we died. Yeah. Was it good? As we watch Spine 291 of the Criterion Collection, Ernst Lubitsch's Heaven Can Wait from 1943. But first, RJ, I gotta tell you, it feels like a lifetime ago that I watched Heaven Can Wait. I'm hoping that uh, it all comes back to me as uh, we go deeper into this episode. I honestly, uh, I, I, I kind of had a mini like today because I was like, did I forget to watch the movie? I was like, I have no idea what this, the movie was this week. I don't remember watching it. It was like 4 o'clock, like three hours ago. I was like, what the fuck was this movie? And then I was like, oh, right. Right. Satan. <laughs> I remember. All right, we watched it. We watched it. We're good. I it, say, yes, I remember. I, I, I tried. Well, it's like we're, we're, we are definitely on the, uh, the backside of Fred Olin May here. As, a, the as, as anyone, as anyone who's following us on Letterboxd would know, to saying, "What what are these guys watching these days?" Or as uh, I think uh, <clears throat> someone who's following along, corpse who is uh, always down for the May festivities. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I can't remember which Fred Olin it was, but uh, the review of their wife watching a little bit and uh, her uh, her comment was just, "You're wasting your life," yes. and then she left. Yes, and it's like, yeah. Yeah, Andrea said something similar the other day, but uh, I think she's also accepted that uh, this is this is as good as it gets for me. This is part of the package. Yeah, I mean, on top of that, I can uh, I can I can do some stuff. I can take the garbage out, mm-hmm. like real good. I can do that better than anyone. Uh, just oh yeah, uh, as a public call, uh, showcase comics and hobbies is looking for its tarlic tub. So if uh, there's any hot hot tips on its whereabouts, it'd be greatly appreciated. Someone sniped your can. Yeah, it's gone. It just, See, it this just... this is what I've been warning you about for years. Mm-hmm. If you don't keep an eye on your can, someone's gonna reach in there, somewhere you don't want to be. It's gonna be real uncomfortable, and your can will never be the same again. Yeah, it sucks. Um, it's not good. It's not good. Well, where are you putting your garbage now? Uh, nowhere. There's nowhere for it to go. You're just throwing it out the out into the streets, <laughs> out, into just... the, out into the alley. Say so here you go. Well, it's good because well, uh, th- there is a new uh, cardboard bin uh, that got yeah. put in behind the building, but it seems to be doubling as a shelter for uh, for, indi- for individuals who uh, wish to like you know get out of the wind while they do some injectables. Oh, and uh, just to clarify, are, are we talking about like pizza? Diabetics, who, oh, who yes. love who can't who eat pizza and go oh man, my insulin's all oh crazy out of whack. I better inject. No. Well, I mean you do got to watch out for that. Yeah, I mean yeah. sometimes you can have too too much sugar. Sometimes you can have not enough sugar. It's very it's very tricky that di- diabetes. Mm-hmm. You got to watch out. Don't, well, that's a that's unfortunate. You don't want to wind up like Brimley. Like who? Brimley. Who's Brimley? Oh, Wilfred. Yeah. Well, he died, dude. I know. You don't want to be dead. Like, like he's dead. He, man. Died, he only died last year. He's not that dead. Well, yeah, but he's dead, dude. He had diabetes. No. Like, 
he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. So you can't bring careful. those. Like you can bring normal people back, but not diabetics. Why did Why did he want Domino's Pizza so much? Well, for Brimley. Yeah. Well, I think it's because of the deal. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we get a sick discount up here with Domino's. Like that's stu- it's not. You just call it. You just say, "Yeah, I'm a student still, student of life." And then student they get, of life. And they slap you at that fifty percent off, just so you know, folks. Yeah. Always yeah, be asking. Always be asking for that student discount. Always ask for the student one because those delivery guys they don't check because the receipt is printed care. on the box. They're not going to be like, "Oh, you're you, not well, a student. You've already paid." But, but yeah, Fuck yeah, it. yeah. Just do it. Just do it. So yeah, you don't want that. No. Uh, I recommend uh, for the time being that you throw your garbage on the roof of the building. <laughs> yeah. Because out of sight, out of mind, and you just whip it on top. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't think the store owner would have a problem with that. No, I, he'll enjoy the uh, the birds that will come <laughs> raining down. You never know. That could increase sales because people are like, man, birds are everywhere. We got to take cover. And then Bird. they duck into uh, the Bird. comic store. Birds, birds, birds. You ever seen Birdemic, Jared? Oh, I have. Uh, yeah. But no, this reminded me of uh, – so at one point there was actually an infestation of like – pigeons that were under the old okay. uh canvas of like the signage of the store okay. and so there was a day it got like taken down but like under behind it had become just like over the years just nests upon nests of pigeons and of course like while like this was getting cleaned up amongst this was like oh there's like pigeon fetuses and like half formed dead birds and like monstrosities or just like oh god and but what this did is, you what did you do it all got uh went to the trash rj wow this is i mean wow. this this was dead matter well i mean on the flip side jared i tried to rescue a pigeon this week it didn't work out but i tried so I was, I, as, as I was, as you were disposing of life, I was trying to preserve oh, life. Oh, I had nothing to do with this. Well, you were compliant and that's, uh, almost oh, as bad as doing it yourself. What if I was nowhere near this time and I was told, regaled with this story of horror? I don't know. It sounds like you were just following orders mm. kind of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't know if that's going to hold up in court, my man. Following orders. Interesting. You know, those people say, I was just following orders. Okay. You know, RJ, you, sh- you should hang out on Twitter more. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people who say really smart things like this. Uh, I think I get enough of my mm-hmm. internet uh, yeah. inputs. Uh, I'm just, uh, I don't I, know, I mean, I'm just, I'm riffing. I, I like orders, you know? I like, you know, I, I go just go, go get a vaccine, huh? Just following orders, huh? Well, I mean. Bill, Bill Gates and his friend Jeff Epstein, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. I... <laughs> People are very silly, Jared. Silly's one a nice way of putting it. Nut bar? Ooh, don't say that. That's that'll set them off. But it's just what is it? Two a few nuts short of a bar. Mm. You ever heard that expression? What I can't remember exactly what I, it is. I feel like you've said it before. Nut bars? Yeah, yeah I've used nut bars. Uh, I think I've used I use some other vernacular. Yeah, that's a I know words. Ooh. I got verbiage. So you, you, that uh, the source I sent over. Sora slash dictionary is coming in handy from the sounds of it. Well, it is because I ran out of toilet paper. Yeah? Yeah. Actually, this house is falling apart. Our dryer broke last week. Oh, dear. And uh, we can still wash our clothes, but you can't dry them. And then, you know, when you air, like, stiff, and it's just... 
I tried to fix it, but I, it's uh, the heating element broke, and uh, you got to do wiring, and uh, I'm just I'm electrical scares me. We'll make sure it's not plugged in. It's not, but like I feel like I'm gonna wire it up wrong, turn the thing on, it's gonna like fucking explode. There goes it's, Creepsville. It's, it's going to explode. I don't know. It's, I've exploded less things. Yeah. Lesser things. If you know what I mean. Here yeah. So what else is going on with your can? Sweet can. Sweet well, it's missing. can. Oh, so you just come home, can. Come you home. You just gave up, hey. Come home. Well, I don't know where it is. Mm. It's gone. Well, you get out there and you find that fucking dog. That's what I gotta say. <sighs> cool. Swell. <laughs> yeah, so, that's it so, for me. So everything's going well there. I mean, other than you I can't no, do you laundry. Got, you got no dryer. We can do half the laundry. I can do half of it. And then, you, then uh, you can put it outside in the windstorm slash snowstorm that apparently is coming down this very evening. Yeah, I Despite mean... Despite it being 29 degrees Celsius 40, yeah, I, 48 hours ago. I mean, if people haven't, uh, like, if people haven't thought that Creepsville was terrific yet, I think what they'll will surely get them is this conversation about weather now that we're having. Yes. And just being like, yeah, we, we might get snow in May. That's... We've gotten snow in August, for that matter. We have. Yeah. Do you think it's actually going to come as much as they say? or They don't know. No one knows for sure. Oh, really? So they say, hey, we don't know where the snow comes from. We don't know that kids transmit COVID in schools. We just, it's just, uh, let's let nature decide. Right, Jarrett? Well, let's, yeah, let's yeah, let I mean, nature, uh, nature, nature, or let nature uh, uh, finds a way. Oh, I, I like the inflection you put on there. That uh, what? Uh, works. It works. works. Yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> Nothing interesting. No. Wow. Good. Excellent. Hey. Um, uh-huh. So I don't know. When, when are we going to have our? Uh, are we going to have a vote for what we're going to watch in May of next year? Am I jumping the gun? Uh, you could. We'd have to. I think we would have to give some potential uh, options out there. So oh, there's op- there's options. Well, I know we have lots, but I think we could narrow it down to like three, two or three or something, and then we could put a vote out there. Okay. I could uh, on the socials, on the uh, the twitters, the instas, and the uh, the facebooks, the three potential options. Do you ha- are you leaning towards anything specific? Mm, not yet not yet i mean we can see how this finishes out but uh <laughs> but yeah we we have time oh to, uh, decide. man oh boy i don't think we have to decide unless you want to do the vote and then announce it in the uh in the episode itself mm-hmm. somewhere in the what could be a very long episode or very short it depends depends it can't be any longer than the things the episodes we're already doing. That's true. So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Fuck it. Fuck them. Huh. Well, we'll keep keep on considering it. Yeah, we'll put it under advisement. When, when are we doing that? Fuck on us. Next sun- May. No, I mean the the, the the this month's episode. It's it's next May. It, we do it every May. We it's uh it's the month that we've chosen. It's next May, Jared. Oh, I see. But what day of this month? Oh, I don't know. God damn it! You, you it? do scheduling. No, I think no. it's supposed okay. to be. I was panicking there. Okay, we got two the two, two Sundays from now. 
good. Yeah. Good. Excellent. The 30th? Is that what we decided? Cor- correct. Okay. Be there. Be there. Pe- be there. This is what people are clamoring, clamoring for. Oh, yeah. Gabo is coming. Gabo. Looks like there's Garbo is coming. Mm-hmm. People like it. People yeah. like it. Uh, you want to hear what people like or don't like in emails? Uh, sure. Outstanding. So first up, we got Justin Peterson. Oh, yeah. He's there. And he writes, and now for something completely different. Oh. Hey, Jerry and RJ. What's happening? I finally checked out that first Monty Python movie, and it was pretty good. It makes me curious to finally check out Flying Circus, since it has been years since you guys talked about the Pythons. When did you past, uh, when you did past Creep Life of Brian, what were your first impressions of this classic comedy troupe, and do you have any favorite Flying Circus sketches? Oh, hey, RJ. What, what do you, what do you, how, much, how much do you love Monty Python? Oh, I mean, it's hard not to love Monty Python. You know the silly walk, Jarrett? Everyone's a fan of the silly walk. Dead parrots. Dead parrots. Uh, this, this, the Spanish Inquisition. Oh, I, I'm a huge fan of that. You know, I, I say that we don't have enough Monty Python. Oh, man. Maybe we could get some, like, some more, even older comedy. Is there any 1800s comedy that we can throw on here? <laughs> you mean <laughs> vaudeville? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll throw some of that in there. Maybe we any, like, even earlier. Let's keep going back. Got any like Grand- Year Zero comedy? Grandpa Schlecky, I love mm-hmm. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what uh, that's what I'm really clamor for. Uh, I have no opinion of this. I'm not a, a Monty Python's man, so I guess uh, I guess you can answer that for, for both of us. Well, so I remember my f- seeing like bits and pieces of what was this flying circus thing that was on mm-hmm. PBS all the time here and there. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like, Oh man, they push this and be like laugh track. Li- li- listen, it's got a laugh track. It's hilarious. And then you'd watch it as a kid and be like, Oh, why is everything so Brown? <laughs> and why, why does it like look so weird? Like the, the, I didn't know what like fil- the color was. Yeah. Off? Like I didn't, I didn't know what film stock was, but it just looked oh. cheap and European. <laughs> But as a kid, like you don't understand, you don't know, you don't know what you're looking at, so it's off. Yeah. But uh, and so I was like, I don't know about this crap. This doesn't, this doesn't seem funny to me at all. This just seems like adult humor. And then when you became an adult, did you ever revisit? And was it indeed uh, adult humor? Well, so sometime in, uh, no, fuck, like maybe like grade six, grade seven. I think I watched um, Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. And that was okay. It was fine. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I was like, this is like that TV show. It's like that flying circus. Everyone's dirty mm-hmm. and everything's brown and <laughs> overcast. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know about this. And then some years later, I think I had to watch it again. And I was like, oh, this is okay. Um, but yeah, I, I like Life of Brian quite a bit. And trying to watch Flying Circus, I don't know. It's kind of a tough watch for me still um well i mean i think any kind of old tv show like that might be might be a little tough to I mean, uh i like faulty towers still quite a bit um what's that uh with um john cleese's show where he's the hotel manager basil faulty 
I, I, uh, I it's like only twelve episodes. Uh, it's it's kind of highly regarded. Blackadder, I'd rather watch some some Mr. Bean. RJ, you know about that Mr. Bean? I know Mr. Bean. I like Mr. Bean. Also, you, I, so you, like, so you, you, you do you like some of that British comedy? I do. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you something that might rock your world here. When I when I was a little kid, I had two Mr. Bean posters in my room. Did you not have any Mr. Bean tapes? Uh, I did have a, uh, I had a couple, yeah, but uh, <clears throat> they were hard to come by for me, especially being just a little, little guy. So Whoa. I had a couple, but uh, I did have two, two bean posters, which two were pretty cool. Bean posters. Hmm. Uh, how about uh, completely unrelated? How about t- uh, Tom Green? Did you, you, you have any Tom Green posters? <laughs> I didn't have the posters. <laughs> But uh, I was a fan of uh, his his Criterion film. Uh, you know, Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not familiar with that one. It's uh, I think it's Spine One Thousand. Okay. Or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I was a fan of that. I, I particularly liked the cheese sandwiches, mm-hmm. and uh, you got to make sure you got a lot of cheese on the cheese sandwiches. Lots of things like that. Right. So, uh, but uh, he's not British. No, he's Canadian. Yes, he is. Um, Mr. Bean is Canadian, right? <laughs> he it sure feels that way, or at least at least uh, from Quebec or something. He looks like it. He's just a he's just a nice guy. He looks like. Do you know what I mean? Real nice people. Yeah. Well, I mean, nothing's nothing bad has fallen on Mr. Bean that I know of. He hasn't been canceled, has he? No, he's trying to be though. I think he, he's trying to be. Yeah, it's, it seems like all the. Uh... That generation of uh, British comedians, they they have a lot of problems with online and how dumb people are and how upset and sensitive mm-hmm. people are. What about Glenn Close? Does she have a problem with the internet? No. No? Stephen Fry? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He's part of that, he's part of that group. Mm. That's okay. I never really cared for Stephen Fry. I never really understood. Like, everyone was like, Stephen Fry's the best. And, like, everyone's like, oh, we yeah, have so much respect for him. I was like, what did this guy do? What's he doing for me now? What's he done for me lately? That's what I want to know. I see. So Hot, that's my opinion on Stephen Fry. Well, answering Justin's question succinctly. <laughs> what do you think about Stephen Fry? Goat yeah. movie question of the week. Uh-huh. Finally rewatched Jackie Brown last night, and wow, does Bobby De Niro have a different persona in that movie? So, what movies do you like him most in? How about King of Comedy? How about uh? Not King of Comedy. I didn't mean for that to come off like that, but uh, what was the movie I was thinking of, Jared? I don't know. I will find it. What's your Bobby D movies? Fuck. I mean, Bad Grandpa. So I've seen I've seen twenty nine Robert De Niro movies. I got forty. What are, What have you been sleep? How How have you been sleeping on Bobby? Uh, well, D? Apparently, I apparently I have not seen things like Silver Linings Playbook, which I feel like uh-huh. you have. Yeah. See. Yep. Yeah. And American Hustle. I, I doubt you've seen. I have not. I have not. What about Shark Tale? Nope. Shark Tale's pretty good. What yeah. about The Intern with Anne Hathaway? What about Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? I, I'm pretty sure I've seen that. Yeah. How about The Score? Uh, that's what I was thinking of <laughs> when I was going to say something. I actually like The Score. <laughs> I thought it was good when I watched it. Saw that in theater. I was like, yeah, I like this. And people were like, oh, what about Heat? And it's like, no, no, don't. Directed by Fozzie the Bear. Yeah, don't worry about Fo- Heat. Fozzie Bear. Fozzie Give the me bear. some of the score. 
How about, how about a Bronx Tale, RJ? Have you seen that? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I haven't. I didn't think so, RJ. But uh, I have seen Analyze This. What about Analyze, Analyze that. that? Yeah. I've seen both of them, yeah. my friend. Both. Uh, what else? I Meet the Fockers, you know, Meet the Parents, you know, Stardust. You Robert, know. <laughs> Robert De Niro. <laughs> what do you say about this guy who's clearly like a pretty good actor at, time, yeah. at, at times? But when man, he wants to be. But man, the his career has turned to parody. Well, <laughs> like it's just like oh, like there's this phase where you're like oh, it's Robert De Niro again. I think uh, I don't know when it happened. My guess would be Showtime. I think Showtime is when uh, when people are like, wait a minute, does Robert De Niro make bad movies? Although Showtime is a great movie. I think that one's good, but I think oh. that's probably when it happened. Well, I've never seen Showtime. Well, where the fuck is that movie? Showtime's great. You no, never seen Showtime? no, I'm thinking of 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, you gotta you gotta see Showtime, man. Oh, good. Showtime's amazing. Remember? Yeah. Uh, oh, I, here's a, here's one I have seen remember, that I didn't have locked. Remember? City by the sea. Remember Ed Burns? Yeah. What about Ed Burns? Well, he. I don't know if the world's remembered Ed Burns. I know Ed Burns. For sure. Hmm. Like, what's your favorite? Sidewalks of New York? The Brothers McMullen? I mean, I've never New, seen any New, of these things. A, I just know Ash, the name Ed Burns. Ash Wednesday with Elijah Wood. The Groomsmen. Yeah, Purple Violets. Newlyweds. She's the One. Life or Something Like It. Confidence. Life a Sound of Thunder. Like Alex Cross. Uh, I know Alex Cross. One yeah. Missed Call, the, the remake of the Japanese uh, horror movie. Man on a ledge. I mean, twenty twenty-seven dresses. 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 The holiday, starring Jack Black and Charlie Theron. I know Theron. that one. Yeah. And Ju- one. looks like Jude Law. Man, this guy, Ed Burns, isn't even like Eli Wallach has higher billing than him. Eli Wallach. Who is Eli Wallach, Jared? Uh, Tuco from Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Oh, I see. I yeah. see. Hey, this is a weird one. Jim Norton's stand-up Mouthful of Shame has Robert De Niro on it. But that is like 100% just stand-up of this guy. And it's got Louis C.K., Robert De Niro, and Ricky Gervais uncredited. Those guys aren't in that. That's just a one-man show. So, what's that about, Jarrett? What's the deal? (laughs) What's the deal with Robert De Niro? Have you seen any of these making ofs, like the making of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? I have not. What about the making of the uh, the Irishman? <laughs> I haven't even seen the Irishman. That's why you start with the making of, so you know you know the you know the process, and then you can appreciate it better. The, the craft. What about David Blaine, Real or Magic from 2013? Robert De Niro is in that apparently. Interesting. And I have seen it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So is your is your answer Showtime? Um, no. Oh, I don't really have an answer. I mean, no. no. What about Rocky and Bullwinkle? <laughs> I'm sure it's great. What about the War with Grandpa? The War with Grandpa? Yeah, he's in a lot of Grandpa movies now, like oh, yeah. Dirty Grandpa, I mean, he, The he, War with I mean, Grandpa. He is kind of a Grandpa. He is, but uh, you should you should check out the preview for this War with Grandpa. I think it was like auto played on prime or something like that 
I think there's a trampoline scene, Jared, and man, are you going to be rolling with laughter. Is this like a Fred Olin Ray trampoline scene? No. Oh, unfortunate. It is not. Damn. Yeah. But, uh, so you're you're picking the score, hey? Score's a good (laughs) Food question of the week. Yeah? Can you recall the most expensive meal you have ever had? Uh, I, I mean, I know some meals that cost me a lot in my life. There's no monetary value to it, but uh, mm-hmm. it took something from me that <clears throat> I can't get back. Jared, you know about self-respect and pride? Nope. No? Okay. Well, uh, I've had some meals that uh, have really, mm-hmm. really just taken all of that away. I recall one anniversary me and my wife spent around 300 bucks getting some steaks at Charleston Grill, which is one of the Ooh. most expensive places to eat in historic downtown Charleston. While it Ooh. sucks spending that much to eat, it does feel nice to splurge like that occasionally in a fancy setting. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, no, not like I don't know if I've really uh spent more than like $50 on like an entree or something like that at like, I don't know, somewhere in Vancouver. Some like weird Russian place I was at. Yeah. I mean, I've had some pretty, I don't know. I'd say the most expensive. Like, is it just me or is it like as a, like, do you know what I mean? Like as a, with another person? Cause that kind of changes it. Cause like, I, I think like you say $50 on one meal, but what about like, say you order Chinese food, you don't order Chinese food and it's not over a hundred dollars, you know? But, so like, but you're also ordering from more like a couple people more than and, one city. And those also translate into multiple meals for like yes. leftovers and stuff. This is, yeah. I think the idea is like, you're not even like, this isn't a leftovers kind of place. Yeah. Okay. Like that kind of deal. I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'd be hard pressed to like look at a menu ever and be like, Oh yeah, we want to get the, $45 thing ever. Like, it just like, it's yeah. happened. But I don't even remember, like it didn't even leave that much of an impression. Yeah. Well, I mean, that speaks for itself. Yeah. I'd say together, my most expensive meal that I didn't take home was probably like a hundred dollars, but that's like with drinks and stuff too, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause that's where they get you, man. Those are like eight or $9 a pop. You have two or three. That's $30. Jared, $30 right there, right there, right there and done broad. Game, game, game talk. Oh, wow. Any favorite card games? My go-to would be Spades, but it has been forever since I have played it. Thanks for the time, Creeps, and have a great show. Cheers. Well, thanks, Justin. I know that Jared's a big Spades man. Spades. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't even know how to play Spades. I, I don't. What is Spades, Jared? I don't know. Are you more of a Romoli guy uh, or like a gin rummy guy? I like a pass the ace. Is it you just take an ace out and you just give it, you just pass it around? Uh, yeah, with a whole bunch of people. I used to do that at Christmas with uh, at these big family gatherings that are no more. Sounds like a super spreader event to me. It would have been at the time. But that was really? back. That's when that was. That was cool. That was cool to get sick. Oh, when you're like, oh, I got a flu. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Are you looking forward to that return, RJ? Who, me? The opening up? Yep. No, I imagine uh, I imagine I'll get... Uh, you, 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 you'll know pretty quickly if my Star Trek watching has increased again. Uh, I've been ice, uh, quarantined mm. again, which, uh, I don't know. I think modestly, give me eight days before something happens. <laughs> I would say. 
not uh just you know the nature of the beast uh i think it'll it'll come pretty soon but uh we will see uh you know a game i actually like but i don't really know the rules well rules well i have to be retaught every time i play is crib Hmm. which sounds silly but like every time i play it it's it's like i forget how to play someone's gotta someone's gotta tell me but i forget no always but you know what are you gonna do what are you gonna do uh how about magic the gathering rj uh, I don't think that's a card game. I think that is uh, a cult, a collectible card game. Where well, well, it's actually, it's not even like the the, the hot game though. That's all. That's Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, I heard yeah, Walmart uh, banned all the Pokemon cards uh, and Target. In, and Target. In the U.S., apparently they're they're taking off the shelves uh, temporarily. Well, how did it get so hot all of a sudden? COVID and uh, people getting stimmy money down down oh. there. Damn, twelve hundred bucks. Wow, I think fourteen. Oh shit! That's a big injection, and then stimulating uh, Wizards of the Coast. What is it doing? Stimulating. Oh wow! Yeah. Stimulating. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and uh, with the Pokemon Company that prints all the cards. You know about them? I know about the Pokemon Company. I'm well familiar. Oh. I had all my cards. I think my mom threw them out. Oh, shit. You could have been rich. I know. I know. Don't tell her that, though, because she'll feel bad. And then she didn't know. But uh, I, I got Pokemon cards banned from my elementary school unintentionally. Well, look at you. I was in like, well, I was in like grade one and I had a Charizard shirt. Yeah. You know what Charizards are worth now? I do. Yeah. yeah. This is a sad story. I had one and then a uh, grade six kid uh, tricked me into uh giving it to him basically so it's always a grade six kid isn't it, rj it is it is and then uh they've, they've got a lot they have a lot to answer for they got a lot of blood on their hands they do they do and i didn't i didn't really know what was happening and then when it when it was over it was too late and i think i cried and then uh, the school was like enough enough of this <laughs> and i was like sorry everyone but ba- i said i wish i could get that charizard back you baylogs well it's would you have cried if you had uh, lost your Charizard? What would that have been worth? A uh, like a 1996 holographic Charizard? Probably an unlimited. I, I can't imagine you had a first edition. There's no way. I mean, what would what the, what would they have been selling in '96? Fifty bucks. No, I mean, would it have been first edition? Well, there was first edition off the hop, but there wasn't a ton of that. Then they did a reprint set, and I suspect by the time you would have had access to the cards. You probably would have had an unlimited. Oh. Every everyone, it's kind of like I wrote Spider Man number one, but it's so it, about fifty bucks. But it's still worth way back then. It was fifty bucks. Oh, what what would it have been worth now? Well, I'm going to tell you, RJ. Charizard Unlimited. How about let's go a PSA nine. That means it's been graded. Sure. Uh, f- well, RJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, there's 26 bids on one that's been graded a nine mint, and okay. uh, its its current bid is fourteen hundred dollars. It's pretty substantial. That's not even yeah. There's a yeah. It's a couple bucks. That's what people are doing right now. Yeah, they're, they're reliving I mean, their childhoods. Oh, there's I'm someone. Not gonna... There's someone that's got one started at eighteen hundred. Like, let's look at yeah. sold. This is what people want, right? Oh, okay. fuck me. Good God. Did I just see three? Th- what is that? Oh, it's a set. 
PSA 9 Mint 2016 Mario Luigi Pikachu Special Box XY Promo Pokemon Full Set Hollow. So it's some Mario shit. That they did Pokemon Mario cards? Like Pika Pika Mario? Uh, Pika Mario? That sounds cool. I wish I could have had my hands on that. Uh, Mario Luigi Pikachu. Uh, yeah, that that just someone bid $3,600 Canadian. Hmm. And a, oh, look, yeah, look at that. A sold on May 18th, which I believe is today, yesterday. Uh, 1999 Pokemon Base Set Unlimited Hollow Charizard 9 CGC Mint uh, sold for $2,400. Damn. Well, that's too bad. I'm not going to dwell on it, but you know what? If I hadn't have, tr- have been tricked, I probably would have still had that thing now. But uh, that grade six kid, I bet that kid wa- put it through the laundry or something. Oh, yeah. He, he was he got, a real piece of shit. That's why they're worth money because everybody just chucked him. Because they're like, yep. oh, who needs these? There was a period of time where like, we had piles of Pokemon cards we were just giving away to kids at the store. That's what we would do. Yeah. It just, you didn't need them. Because you're like, oh, these take up room. These kids like them, and they're just going to trash them, and that's it. But now, those old cards, people want them. And they're all, like, people who are, like, you know, yeah. you know, 30 now, and they're all, like, chasing the, the Poke Dream. Man, what's your Poke Dream? <laughs> to never hear about Pokemon ever again. I'm, all right. Yeah. All right. Well, when the new game comes out, I'll, uh, I'll tell you what, what you're missing. Sweet. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Next up. Thanks, Justin. Oh, wait. Hey, RJ. What's your... You, you, oh, yeah. Crib. Yeah. Let's go crib. Mine's past the ace. Yeah. Crib. Sure. Sam Loveland. Ooh. Tell me more. With an email entitled, please. <laughs> please. Hey, I didn't post any more Sam memes this week. Yeah. Creeps. <laughs> Yes. Once again, I am being misinterpreted. I meant to indicate that I am not trying to insult Sam, Ch- Sam Sanchez. I am oh, no. in no way a brute or enforcer type at all. I try to make peace, yet I am misinterpreted by the two of you almost willfully. Is this some kind of sick game to you two? Playing with people, people's lives like this? Anyways, yeah. to clarify, I do not dislike Sam Sanchez. I was not trying to be rude when I sent that email in. Well, I mean, I never thought that. No. I never thought he was trying to be rude. I mean, I probably played it up a little bit. I think you're coming across crystal clear, my man. Don't don't sweat the small stuff. Because even if it did come off like that, guess what? He deserves it. So, uh, no big deal. Take that, Sam Sanchez. <laughs> for, for whatever reason. Pick a reason, you know? That's what it is. I should also note that I made a critical typo in last week's email. Uh-oh. I meant to say that me eating cake off of the top of a garbage pile is pretty bad, not pretty good. <laughs> Let me quote and correct what I originally wrote without an emphasis. Oh, no. No, hey. no. It was Can't more like going. I'd see a mostly intact piece of cake sitting on top of the pile on a plate and grab a piece of it. Still pretty good, but not as bad as what people might think. What I, I meant to write was, it was more like I'd see a mostly intact piece of cake sitting on top of the pile on a plate and grab a piece of it. Still pretty bad, but not as bad as what people might think. I, I um, I'll reserve judgment until the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, is there is there any more to that, Jared? 
Or is that it? Uh, uh, he continues. That's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> thought, thought I should really clear that up. Also, for your information, Jared, I have, in fact, seen Seinfeld. Oh. This has been a sort of negative email thus far. So let me try to steer this into a better direction. Mm-hmm. What do you two think of slow cinema? <laughs> I've noticed more and more that it's something I'm really drawn to, with exceptions. I'm aware of Jared's appreciation for Bresson and Ozu, but what about slower longer stuff i watched uh man i'm gonna butcher this sai ming lang's goodbye dragon in last night and was totally floored by a shout out to the second run blu-ray what are some movies if any you particularly like in this style thanks and have a good show sam slam love machine loveland well, first off, I'm glad he cleared that up. Uh, I, I will I will say for him, I don't think anyone was thinking that. Uh, you know, all in good fun, right, Jarrett? All in good fun. All in good fun. Only at the expense of Sam Sanchez. It's the only person we're going after right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all in good fun. Um, slow movies? I don't know. I found like I've lately I have not wanted to watch slow movies, but that's because we watch we have to watch Criterion's every week, and they are usually. Uh, we've been watching a lot Something of uh, fast cinema lately. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind that. I I mean, for for what it's worth, and this is just a little tease, but uh, these um <laughs> these Freddle and Ray movies, I think, are coming to us at the right time. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. I think it is an ideal timing, especially with all the things in the world, and uh, especially some of those uh, long, slow movies we had been watching recently. But um, well, actually, we've been pretty, like it's been really we've been good, on a good streak. It's been really lately. good documentaries and stuff. So yeah, that that was a uh, it's been before a tr- that though. Yeah, but boy, oh boy, man, we're coming up on a, a patch of movies where I'm like, I don't, I've never seen any of these. So they're going to be good unknown the great mm. we're going into the great unknown but these aren't movies that i have previous any interest in i guess because i've never sought them out which could either mean like i've got a lot of surprises ahead of me yeah or I mean, it's gonna, it could it's, mean it's, or it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a hard time it's always a hard time man what, what's your favorite slow movie well i just pulled up a list called slow cinema filmography 1975 to 2013 i have seen of 258 i've only seen 28 so uh 10 percent that's that's i mean that's probably better than most people Uh, i mean i like these movies it all see me at stalker koyanis quatsi l'argent stranger than paradise down by law mystery train deadman lots of jarmouche there la promesse which i don't think is that slow taste of cherry these are like more just like these are just movies. These are just movies, I guess. Literary or movies, I guess. Uh, the yeah. whole I feel was maybe yeah. These were Workmeister Harmonies. Now that's a yeah, that's a that, slow movie. That's a slow movie, but it's uh, pretty remarkable. I've got Satan Tango ready to go one of these days. Well, Songs when when are we supposed to watch that? Never. It's not part of the podcast. You can watch it any day. Not yet. Dar- yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really think of the uh, Dardine brothers as slow cinema. They're just movies. But mm. now, how I about mean, how yeah. about uh, some peak Gus Van Sant? Some last days. Jerry, yeah. <clears throat> Would Jerry be considered slow? So it's on Would this list. Elephant be considered it's, slow. It's, it's on this list. 
I'll go with Elephant then, I guess. There's a really good documentary called Our Daily Bread that I'm fond of that is all about slowness. Is it about Catholicism? It's about contemplation. It's about uh, the food industry. But it's not about Catholicism? No. Well, they just ripped off uh, fucking the Our Father, the oldest song in the world. Give us this daily bread, Jarrett. Like, come on. You can't just steal that from Christianity. Get out of here. Haneke? No. I know. No. Well, actually, I don't know. There, There is a couple of Michael Haneke movies that do sound good that I want to watch. I'm just... Mm-hmm. So I'm just I don't know. One that I did not have a very good reaction to was Uncle Boon Me, who can recall his past lives. Man, was I not in the mood to watch that thing. People seem to it like it. It sounds thrilling. Well, it's got a spooky forest thing in it with red eyes in the jungle. It's pretty awesome. But then you realize there's not that much of it and it doesn't do anything. So uh, that movie, I, I don't know. I I should probably rewatch that someday because I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> That's the opposite of what I want, I guess, in a slow movie is this kind of slow rather than cont- contemplative in a good way. But, I mean, like I can watch these, uh, you know, Oh, what's her name? Uh, Kelly Reichardt movies. I think those are like very easy to watch. Like, you think those ones are pretty good? First Cow. I haven't seen yet, but I wanted to. Wendy, I, I know Sugarhead's a big fan. Wendy and Lucy and mm-hmm. Meek's Cutoff and stuff. Good. What about um, Evil Tunes? Is that a slow film? Not quite. What about Inner Sanctum? Is that a slow film? <laughs> oh, man. I feel like it's when Fredo and Ray's really hit his stride. In uh, Inner Sanctum? Yeah. Yeah, well, I will get there, I suppose. Well, I, don't yeah. want, I don't want to get, I don't want to play oh, that card man. too soon. So I'm just looking over this list, and it's like... So, I mean, the one that I think everyone seems to like is that uh, Gene Dialman 23, um, that whatever it is. Uh, I don't know. Do you... I'm not familiar with that. Oh, I thought you've seen that. What? What? Is, sorry, say again? It's the Chantel Ackerman uh, oh, yeah, I've seen some Chantel Ackerman. Yeah. Uh, let me let me pull her it's up. It's probably the one that I'm assuming you've seen is the Gene Dialman one. That's like 200 minutes long. Uh, no. Well, the Ackermans I've seen were like um, the extremely experimental uh, um, Hotel Monterey uh, and La Cham La Chambre, I think. Okay. Uh, what else have I seen from? Oh, maybe that's it. But Hotel uh, Monterey is sixty-five minutes, and it's just—it's just a shot of an elevator. I think. I think it—it uh, it might go somewhere like one other scene, but I think it's mostly just a shot of an elevator. I feel you. I feel you. Something I mean, like so let's see here. We got Tarkovsky, some Ackerman. We got some uh, Antonioni. Antonioni. Yeah, Beltar. Bellator. Um, I think someone else actually talked about Bellator. Oh, no? Be- Bella. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, we have a second message about Bellator. Oh shit. That I can uh, read at uh, your leisure. Well, if absolutely. Yee uh, yee. Is uh, that's coming up soon? No, it's coming up relatively soon. I haven't yeah. seen these though, but yeah, I mean, these 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 these, 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 these these ain't the movies I uh, am running toward. I'll tell you what, I don't mind them, but when you, when you had a long day, you don't pop in Yee Yee to relax. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I don't. Oh, or films okay. like with titles like 
Liverpool, Melancholia, 24 City, Suit, which is Milk. What um, about Space Jam 2? Police, Adjective. Police Adjective? That sounds awesome. Visage. Oh, the, not Police Adjective? Aurora. Borealis? The Ditch. Which Ditch? The Ditch. Whose Ditch? My Joy. Your Joy? Two Years at Sea. Why not three? Once Upon a Time in Anatolia. We've all been there. In the Fog. Uh, there's something in the fog, Jarrett. A touch of sin. Oh, uh, yeah, that's you. Your territory. Vic and Flo saw a bear, which I do believe is uh, French-Canadian. Yeah, I've been there for sure. From uh, yeah. Denis Côté. Denis Côté? Is he related, related to uh, um, D- David Dakota? Uh Oh, well, he's got a film here called A Skin So Soft with a... Uh, Quite the Ooh. quite the beefy man here, bodybuilder. Yeah, how beefy? Pretty beefy, RJ. I don't mind telling you. Really? You can watch some uh, Bruno Dumont, RJ. Yeah, uh, this 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 guy is. Uh, he sounds like a real RJ artist. Who Bruno Dumont? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a Bruno uh, Dumont. <laughs> you hear that? And we'll have to. And guess what? Those we'll have to watch with these someday. Beautiful. Bruno Damar? Dumont. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what that is, and frankly, I feel offended by it. <clears throat> From 1999. When an 11-year-old girl is brutally raped and murdered in a quiet French village, a police detective who has forgotten how to feel emotions because of the accidental death of his own family investigates the crime. What he finds may create more questions than answers. Maybe the answer is the question, Jarrett. Humanity. Oh, are you going the Herzog approach now? No, that's the title of the movie. Oh, I don't want to watch that. Well, too bad. Well, yeah, but what is it like, Spine 800? Because you know I'm not going to be alive by then. It's a long ways away. Yeah, come on. I had, I, dude, I've had like cheeseburgers like every day this week. I'm not going to be alive. Even like $300 cheeseburgers. Well, all together, yeah. I suppose. Um, so you were saying you've got a an inst, oh. Insta message? Yeah, I got an Insta message here from our boy uh, Crispy Bacon Six Nine Two, also known as um, uh, Two At Symbols. So At At, I guess. I think he had a name in here, but he must have changed it. Um, this is what he says, Jarrett. One of my other questions was if you guys have a favorite stream, a favorite streaming service. Mine's is Canopy uh, because it is free with a participating library card, and it has everything from Bellatar movie, Santa uh, Santan Tango, <laughs> uh, Wiener Herzog, uh, Docs, and that random Tony Collette film Glassland, like almost anything. And it is absolutely free. Only thing is, are limited four views a month. But that's an easy collateral for me. So apparently you can only watch four a month on Canopy. Well, it's better than 
what we have at our school. Well, we had Canopy, but it didn't really work for us, hey? No, it was great for a little bit, but then... And uh, then they took it away. Then they ran out of uses, because uh, everybody yeah. was like on there watching stuff, and they went, whoa, 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 slow down. You're not supposed to use this free service. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it went from like, oh, this is really cool. It's got Criterions to zero. and Or, or, or they were there, but you can't watch them, because your yeah. library would have to put a request in for you to unlock this. I'm like, well, this is inconvenient as shit. I mean, they have really good selection, though. Last time I ever mm-hmm. bothered looking at it, but... Yeah, and also the fact that it wasn't compatible. I think when I was trying to watch it on a PlayStation, uh, it was yeah. like this is ass. Trying to watch it on a browser, and like it. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I remember now. It it had a lot of options, but like you said, it was it wasn't very accessible. It's kind of inconvenient to that, use. That for is us. how uh, that's how we watched uh, Julia of the Spirits, though. Oh right, right. Uh, and uh, yeah. may, maybe no, no, not Children of Paradise. That was. Uh, yeah, elsewhere, something like that. Well, actually, I, I have the DVD of that. That's one of those. That's one of those great scores they got at the King of Trade. Yes, yes. At the King of yeah. Trade. Well, that's what we had before Criterion Channel, and then I think there were some like, there's some other library ones too. Uh, not Canopy. Like I think Hoopla is a library one, for us at least. Uh, we have CBC Gem up here, which is free too, but you get ads, right? So really bad ones. Yeah, well, I think CTV is the bad route. Is it CTV that's really bad, or is it CBC? CBC Gem is pretty bad. Like it, for ads, ads wise. Yeah, but it is free, so uh, CTV, trade off, right? I, actually, maybe I did sign up for that too, and that was when I was trying to watch a uh, Pie Wacket, <laughs> and it, it was so like the ads were so intrusive, and they were the same ones. Yeah, See, really... I think it was. I think it was CTV. Because I remember, I think CTV was what I tried to watch Flatliners on, and it was like every five minutes there was a, a like four commercials or something like that, and it was un it was almost unwatchable. It was like, oh my god, no. but yeah, beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, what is your favorite streaming service, Jarrett? Well, I, it must be the Criterion Channel. Well, it's, it's only the finest cinema for uh, fine folks like us. The only recommendation is that they increase the uh, Panos Cosmatios movies on the Criterion Channel. One like day. Mandy. Like Mandy. Well, that's exclusive to Shudder. Well, Shudder can get a... Well, oh, no, it's protected by Amazon. I was going to say that could get bought by Criterion, but they don't have Amazon bucks. Mm-mm. Uh-huh. Mm-mm. Is, uh, what's your real answer, though? Don't have one. Don't really have one, I guess. You don't really watch. You just buy. You you like I, I, to. I like. I like uh, yeah, I like to purchase mine. Um, yeah. I mean, Shutter's cool that it exists, but uh, it's. I mean, I never. I never would watch it really. I I agree with you. Shutter is cool that it exists, but uh, for the longest time they didn't have a ton on there, and yeah. now that they do, uh, like they have more stuff. But I find. I. I with us doing May and October, it's like my my watching in between like horror stuff is very small, and like even the uh, the Joe Bobs, which I, I've been a fan of lately, like because they had one every every Friday this month, but uh, um, they were all mo- like mostly movies I've seen before or movies I didn't want to watch, so I was like, mm, I'm not gonna watch any of these, you know. So Shutter is not bad. You know, Crave started out as a hot shithouse, but uh, it, it's actually not bad now. Yeah. And we, we we do get, like, some decent stuff on Crave with HBO. It's true. D- 
Disney Plus isn't bad now that they've taken in most of Fox's stuff. Yeah, they they took it back from everything else. Yeah, once they once it has all of Fox's stuff, then it'll be even better. But yeah, the Fox stuff is good. Yeah, come on, King of the Hill. King of the Hill, Fringe. I want I want that Fringe. You want that Fringe. I want that Fringe, baby. We yeah. actually we. Yeah, we just finished uh, Last Man on Earth, Jerry, and I gotta say, that's a solid recommend from us. Hmm. Season season one's uh, you gotta get through, but after that, it get, it, it gets it gets very good. It's a good show, Jerry. Big big time that, recommend. That, that's always a problem with TV, though. Is like people say, season well, you know, once. you gotta watch the first shitty season. And you're like, why would I watch shitty television? Well, because the other half's good. It's like, is it though? Is it RJ? <laughs> I, I mean, it is, yeah, because they, they like, I think they realized things weren't working and they totally kind of, they they turned it to somewhere else where they're like, mm, the character is not what, like, the way the character starts out, he's ba- he is an incel. And I know I use that word a lot, but, like, he is basically an incel. Uh, and uh, basically. he's not, basically, well, he it's him trying to have sex with everyone he can and then resorting to violence because he can't. So, uh, but then they, I think they realized they're like, oh, that's not a likable main character. And then, and then <laughs> no. they change, he, they change him around and then he, he does become likable. And then you're like, Aww. man, this show's got, got good stuff. So now he's a likable incel. Uh, he's not, he, he, he doesn't, or he gets out of the incel territory. He gets a wife. Oh, see, that's, well, that's good. So finally yeah. he's no longer involuntarily celibate. Nope. He, he's, he got married. He got married, he so worked. it's all everything worked out. Did he learn a lesson along the way? I think, I think it's all about what we learned along the way. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Well, I wonder if Sam Sanchez has learned any lessons this week. I, well, let's see what he has to say. I wonder if he was offended by Slam Love Machine. <sighs> no subject. Oh. Hey, hey guys. So. I dove very heavily into Fred Olin May. I I only have you guys to thank for it. I apparently had only seen one of his movies prior, although being familiar with him, and now currently sitting at twenty one watched. Holy shit! I I I don't keep track of Letterbox. I didn't know he was slamming that many of these. Mm-hmm. God damn! Yeah, he's. I, uh, I better check this out. He's been picking them off. Let me see here. Continue. Eager to hear your thoughts on the director-actor combination of Ray and Deezen, and look forward to that epic episode. Uh, with who? Oh, what's his name? Eddie Deezen, the guy from Beverly Hills Vamp, and uh, oh, yeah, I uh, I like that guy. I bet you do. Yeah, he was good. He's cool. He's good stuff. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Oh, I see Sam Sanchez just watched Beyond Dreams Door. Very good. Is that a Fred Olin, Ray? No. Oh, okay. That's one. This is a, it's a classic from Vinegar Syndrome now. Oh. Beautiful. Well, there, right, there you go. A letterbox observation I had was I noticed RJ had seen Jean-Jacques Deneuve's future creep, Betty Blue, way back <laughs> mm-hmm. in 2015 in the pre-creeps days. It's mm-hmm. a movie I hadn't seen, but I have mentioned uh, Benix's, I don't know how to pronounce that, uh, Diva in a past email, and even Jared doesn't seem to have seen it. There's probably not anything interesting behind RJ watching this. Just seemed a little odd to me and stood out for some reason. What gives, bud? Explain yourself. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, well, Sam, <clears throat> I am a man of culture. Yeah. I see you too are a man of culture, Jarrett. 
tipping my fedora. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and well, actually, uh, I, I I've watched good movies before. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, there there is a there is slightly a reason for me being here, other than my farting uh, and butt jokes all the time. Uh, I think what it was was um uh, me roommate Scott roommate and Scott. then my old old boss yeah. uh the, the the big music guy it was actually he was the one who brought it over because it was one of his favorite movies and uh so he brought it over we gave that a watch i think the week before or the week after we watched jules and jim because that was one that i had seen before we started as well so we had it we had a little movie club going for a while and a lot of them were criterions uh and that was before it became a chore for me mm-hmm. uh but then uh i was happy that i had watched it because then afterwards i think like paul thomas anderson was like it's one of my favorite movies and then everyone was like oh we got to watch this but people couldn't find it for some reason and it it did just get added to the collection it did yeah i mean i have it on blu-ray or dvd i have like some previous version of it i I never actually seen it and i got it only because of uh the pta drop mentioning how it's in his top 10 yeah, it's it's kind of a it's one of those weird ones though too that has uh, like two titles. It's like Betty Blue, but also I think like forty five degrees. So thirty seven, thirty seven degrees. Thirty seven yeah, degrees. Yeah, something like that. Well, the movie's all about it being really hot, and uh, the dude makes chili in like uh, like plus thirty degrees Celsius uh, heat. So it's it appeals to me in that sense. But uh, it's a good show. It's a good show, man. I uh, I recommend Sam checks it out. I think he might like it. I don't even know what I rated that thing. You gave it four stars, RJ. Yeah, it's a good show. I'm seeing but some. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing some low scores though from some types, um, including Corey um, and uh, one of the people I follow, saying, "With its tone deaf comedic asides, one dimensional outsider characters, tired gender politics, and its forced reductive ableist final act, it is frustrating." Those are a lot of big words that I don't care for. It is described, RJ, as safely middlebrow. Well, isn't that what we're all shooting for? Is safely middlebrow? All I gotta say is, if it's good enough for Paul Thomas Anderson, well, it's good well, enough for the, us. The most popular review for Betty Blue, RJ. Is is it mine? No. Oh. When the Percy... Wow. When the pussy perfect, but she crazy, frowny face. I don't, I don't like it for a number of reasons. I don't like that you had to say that out loud. Me neither. Me neither. Me neither, RJ. Uh, but also, I feel like that is comp, uh, comp- problematic. Let's well, letterbox. It's all about thirsting. So I saw some one of the guys I. Uh follow on twitter who's like a comic artist he's like you can pretty well guarantee like all like these like really popular movies uh mm-hmm. on letterbox like one of the highest rated reviews is always going to be about like how horny they were made by this movie or like some sex oh. thing and they're always like the highest rated and it's like oh here's another example yeah well anyway thanks everybody for those emails mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you sons mm-hmm. of you sons of bitches mm-hmm. love, well love you here in the the land of love of well, Sam, I mean, Sam Land. Sam Land. I, I think it's a testament to the community that we've created because even when we're trying to turn them against each other, they have taken the high ground. You know, now that you say something about community, I, I just I do oh, find no. that an extremely manipulative word. 
It's about community, Jared. Yeah, I know. But I find that its deployment is often like, you're trying to get me to agree to something, aren't you? Well, all all I want to know is what are you? What have you done for the community lately? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Jared, the, the communities really come together, and you're like, we we have. I have. I've come together. No, I haven't done anything. You you go us? It's like I think this person's just trying to take credit for what other people are doing, like without doing anything, but saying, well, you know, I I'm kind of a big deal. Well, I mean, it's about community building, Jared. Yeah. It's about developing the community. It's about working within the community, and it's about being part of the community. Wow. Huge. Do you understand? Huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, hey, RJ. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, what you been creeping on this week? The fuck do you think, man? Um, <laughs> cinema. Noah Jordan Peterson voices oh, over there. Okay. Uh, uh, I, um, well, as I mentioned, Last Man on Earth, hot recommend, Jared. Hot recommend. But uh, I figure I could hit you with a little Voyager if you uh, if you so feel so inclined. You want to hear about uh, Star Trek First Contact first? Oh, yeah. Why not? Hit me with the Borg. Well, we hit the Borg. We hit them back. We hit the Borg? Yeah, the community. The Star Trek community. In the, oh, uh, the collective. We, yeah, we came together this weekend. Yeah. And... Uh, we we shot missiles, laser phasers, saying assimilate this, mm-hmm. and resistance is futile, bitch. Mm-hmm. Bitch? Who said bitch? No, I mean that's what I was. Data should have said that. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I just watched that movie a couple months ago. I don't remember no bitches being dropped. I think that was in the original script, and they went, "You can't say that. That's ridiculous." And then so- now everything says that. So this isn't the Abrams verse, the mm. JJ verse. Come on now. JJ. Come on. So uh, tell me about your uh, adventure with Borg, uh, Borg Bash 96. Contact. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's that about? Um, you know, it's like, it's okay. It's definitely uh, better than Generations. Mm-hmm. Is it? It's a little, it's a little dumb. It's a kind of a, yeah. it's a pretty dumb movie. It, mm-hmm. it looks decent, I think, for like 1996 action movie stuff. Uh, it doesn't really feel like a Star Trek movie, despite the fact that it's all there. Mm-hmm. That Enterprise E, I remember people were like, "Oh boy, so into that." Why? How is it different? I don't know. It's all like future tech up. Like it looks like it looks like a war machine, uh, as opposed to this like kind of benign kind of thing that flows through space with like families and stuff on board. They kind mm-hmm. of. Um, don't worry about that in first contact is the impression I get. It seems way more like a warship. It seems like a warship. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, I, I, I kinda, yeah. Yeah. Cause like half the ship gets taken over and all these ensigns are borgified. Uh, Picard's putting them out of their misery. <laughs> Even though it's like, there's no help for you now. I, maybe I missed a line of dialogue saying, Oh, this is a new kind of Borg nanites. Nanite Borgs. Well, it's a uh, spinal Borgs. You know Maybe about, well, this you know is about spinal Borgs. Well, this I guess the scale that they're operating at, they could do like this is how we really wanted the Borg to look like on on TV, but we didn't have the money. And I, but I love the I love TV Borg. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a fan of the um, Necro Borg. I'm I I like TV Borg as well. I like that it looks like it was things that they found like. But it looks, like, it, but it works. 
Yeah, it does. Yeah. Because that's what the Borg are. Yeah. They just take stuff from wherever they want, and then they... And it's always black metal. <laughs> it's always what? Black metal. What's well, that matte black, baby? Yeah. You know, the Borg, they got a thing for the matte. Like army, army painter matte black? Yeah, sure. Absolutely, yeah. Connect to on a personal level, then why not? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, a little bit of dry brushing on that. So uh, you're telling me that it didn't change. Uh, it didn't change the game for you forever. Mm, no, not really. Okay, well, that's it's, fine. I mean, everyone had a little bit more to do than again generations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's all downhill from here too, because next up is goddamn insurrection, and that's pants, and then mm-hmm. nemesis, which uh, I've heard a lot about. You but uh, I have not seen myself, so uh, I'm I'm excited. But I, I I'll watch it after Voyager. I think that'll be your that, that'll be it. your little treat. That'll be my little reward for uh, getting through Voyager. Is uh, a <laughs> little nemesis. That's the thing. Is like you've got like fucking years of Voyager still to get through. Yeah, and then I can watch Nemesis, and then I'll, I'll take a little break, and then I uh, I will get into Enterprise, and then the new the new treks. I, I mean, wanna, I want to take a break. See, well, I just, I just want to get to Picard. I, I, well, I, I know, but well, the nice thing though is Enterprise is only four seasons, so it would, it would be relative. It would be the fastest of any of them to get through. And I don't know. I I, I wonder if it's as bad as people say. Because a lot of people claimed that Voyager was up top. Like, I've heard people put Voyager above, like, DS9 and stuff. And it's just like, And, mm. and TNG? Uh, well, some Voy, Voy heads, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the Voy Boys? Voy Boys. There you go. I was going to say. Voy Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've heard, I, I don't know. People talk very uh, passionately about Voyager. But there's, there's always someone. There's always someone. Yeah. So, uh, did you watch anything else other than First Contact? Well, you know what? I've been watching the same shit as you've been. Oh, right. Did you like that sweet Jesus moment in uh, uh, First Contact? Uh, I did go, oh, it's that thing that RJ liked so much. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It seems like there's always this weird backtracking with data with Next Gen, which is kind of yeah, frustrating. I feel like they forget what they... Like the what they get to, and then they have to go back, and they're like, "Oh yeah," it's like, "Oh, we forgot we did that already. We fought. We forgot we gave him emotions." Well, and they were like teasing that he was developing emotions his on his own back in like season three or something like that. Or With season, the dreams and stuff. Or season two or three, yeah. Like they yeah. had come a long way, and then they're go, "Hey, let's throw the emotion chip into him," and now he's like all crazy because which makes sense. Like that's his arc yeah. in generations that he wouldn't know how to react with emotions all of a sudden and it would go from super high and he'd be very annoying to like super scared and stuff like that. That all made sense. And then first contact, it's like, well, it's sometime later and he's gotten used to it. And now he's just kind of, but now he's, but he seemed like he's just back to being data for the most part. Uh, yeah. Well, and then in insurrection too, it's even stranger. Like I was like, I feel like they completely forgot what they did with data for the last, like, two seasons of track and then they're just like wow whatever we'll just throw this shit in there mm-hmm. and you go okay interesting interesting but I'm, I'm with you there they i don't know I, I they forgot or they didn't care 
Or they didn't care. Could have been either of those. So anyways, you want to hear about Voyager? Hell no. Yes, I guess so. Okay. Well, I have, um, maybe I'll just do a couple. Because uh, we'll try to get through this uh, this night that we're having. The yeah. storm's coming. The storm is coming. Storm, storms are coming. Compute, laptops are dying. Yeah, laptops are dying. Hashtag AB storm. Schools are opening up. It's going to be mass chaos in about two weeks. So yep. let's, uh, let's enjoy the time we have. So last week I talked about uh, masturbation sex fights. Is that yep. where I ended? Okay. Oh, I beg your pardon. Uh, refresh my memory. Uh, I didn't tell you about the masturbation sex fights. You might have, but I don't know how I'm forgetting about this. Uh, so that's three sixteen, um, and this is this is the yeah this is where the Klingon guy uh, goes through Pon Far. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and uh, every everyone on the ship is really horny and stuff. Like, and his pawn far uh, goes on to Balana, and then she becomes horny, and like everyone gets horny, and then they all they all go to their quarters. They're like, I have to go back to my quarters now, and you go to jerk okay. off. <laughs> I mean, that's that's on, the implication on, on UPN. Yeah, that's that's the implication. So uh, a lot of sexual frustration, and then this is the episode that actually has the really cool rock people, like the species Ooh. of rock people that I actually liked quite a bit. I was like, we need more of these guys. Uh, and then it, it ends on the Borg tease. They find a corpse of the Borg. Yep. Uh, and then they take it on their ship because they're like, well, we should see. Uh, and I think there's also like, um, uh, uh, there's something else there. But yeah, so it teases it. And I thought they were going to let it kind of breathe a little bit. But next episode, 317, Borgen, we're back, baby. Uh, this is, my rating is Bazooka. Say that again. Bazooka Monks. It's like bazooka, but bazooka, because it's different. So there's monks, there's borgs. Uh, the the monks have bazookas, Jarrett. Uh, so what happens is they find um. They find a like a dead borg cube, and they're like, "Hmm, what's going on here?" Uh, and then Chakotay goes to a planet with uh, some people, uh, and he finds out that they're all unassimilated borg. They are like seven or eight people from the Borg who have because the ship, the ship was destroyed by a new enemy that can defeat the Borg, which we find in a couple episodes. So a new, more lethal enemy is present. They have destroyed this Borg ship and then seven or eight Borg took refuge on this planet. How How does that make you feel, RJ? That they're no longer Borg? Well, there's like there's a threat bigger than the Borg. Uh, well, I've seen the threat, and uh, I actually, I really like the the design of the aliens because it's different than what we've had ever in Star Trek, in a sense. It's something new, and I was like, I like this. Uh, and wait, when does it come up? It's, uh, well, it's not until the very last episode. So that's a little tease. I actually do like the new threat. Um, I do think the Borg are a good big baddie, but uh, the the way that they've introduced this new threat, I actually think kind of works as well. Because um, these these are like we're talking about like the whatever is it the species eight four seven two, yeah that, yeah the not definitely not xenomorphs. Uh, definitely not xenomorphs. They are so like. I, I do like them because they're they're not like bipedal aliens. And again, this is in the last episode you see them, but they're like completely organic beings and they have like 
they have like those like arms kind of up front and their ships are all made out of flesh and stuff they're cronenberg aliens basically body horror body horror uh so i i think they're kind of cool and i don't have a problem with uh uh, the way they look. It seems that you've sent me an image here. Mm-hmm. Gonna throw this up. Is this an image of one of those aliens? Yeah, I think this thing is cool. There's talls and heavy. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't. I did. I. I was just focusing on the Trek alien. I wasn't paying attention to the uh, the Navi. This is this is or... a, a, this photo for people who can clearly not see what we're talking about. Uh, someone put together like a scale image of. Uh, the species eight four seven two uh in regards to mm-hmm. other uh sci-fi tall things and short things there's a wicket <laughs> there, uh, yep there's there's a chewbacca yeah there's a species eight four seven two there is uh-huh. there is a spock a uh a quinto spock yep. a, a a navi a navi and uh an, and a darth vader yeah i don't think that they... <laughs> i mean they didn't really need Vader in here. I think Chewbacca <laughs> was enough. Nah, you always need Vader. <laughs> As a uh, comparison, Vader looks look, fucking enormous compared to Spock, though. Well, he's like a dude in a battle suit. Uh, yeah, I guess, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, he looks com- he looks fucking enormous compared. Well, well, I mean, yeah, Hayden Christensen was not that big. No. And it, Chewbacca in this image too, he's he's kind of like bending over. He's not actually standing straight up, so that's that's a bad picture to pick for him. Wow, that could be someone's ringtone. You uh, isolate that sound, Jarrett Chewbacca sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty pretty striking uh, image that uh, you've just sent my way. So uh, interesting, but uh, yeah, no, I. I, I liked the new alien. I thought it was cool. But we, we don't see them yet. So these Borg that have unassimilated, and yep. the only reason they have is because their ship was damaged and they couldn't they couldn't uh, like uh, sync up with the collective. And that's this is building up to seven of nine, right? Because it's like uh, the only reason that they could have a Borg uh, and it wasn't just like a drone is because they're like they're they're in this region of space where they can't sync up but uh this is a good episode um chakotay uses his uh chakotay has like mind abilities whenever they need him to he does like his kind of he taps into the spirit realm kind of thing so he he links up with these borg and they kind of they kind of uh use him jared not not for evil like uh, evil deeds uh, or like evil schemes, but uh, they use him a little bit to get something out of him because they're like, we need to get this, and uh, you won't give it willing, but we will take it, kind of thing. So, it's a good episode. I mm-hmm. liked it. Good. Are you familiar with uh, these Borg Voyager episodes at all? Uh, vaguely. Vaguely. Yeah, okay. I was kind of like on my. Uh waning interest with uh that show because at this point this is what early 97 yeah i was very much uh hanging out at the comic book store a lot but voyager just like did not seem cool yeah star trek i mean that's not true i did like star trek here but voyager just wasn't a thing i was wasn't your thing wasn't a fan well the borg stuff maybe what will appeal to you i just on, on twitter i just saw some guy tweet and this is liked by someone. I would say the number one movie I hate is A Quiet Place. 
I am not a person to quibble about realism, but that movie makes zero sense and is so insanely impressed with itself. It is disgusting. <laughs> well, I would, uh, I will, I will direct you to my my review of that movie on Letterboxd if you, you uh, remember what that was. I vaguely, vaguely. Uh, F hyphen artsy. <laughs> Do you get it? Yeah, I get it. It it is extremely into itself, where yeah. it thinks it's being extremely clever, but thanks, then uh, thanks, Jim. I think I sent you that image of his uh, thought, his thought web board, uh, like the embarrassing kind of a display. It's like no sound. What's the clue? And it's, I don't know, very silly. Uh, anyways, so that was a good episode. And then we get to 318. Uh, Cass Cox, Dr. Kills, one out of four stars. Oh, so Cass uh, Cox uh, Neelix in this episode. Okay, makes him watch. That, uh, I think essentially, what is this episode even about? This is called Darkling. As Kess develops a relationship with Mikal, Traveler, a member of Voyager's crew develops a dangerously personality with a fixation on Kess. I have almost zero recollection of this episode Jerry. Well, it's Kess. almost zero it Kess. it's Kess, so it's a Kess it's a, episode maybe that's all you need to say for Kess episodes that i don't know if there's that many left but uh, uh no there's not yeah um you it's early go... season four there you go that she but uh we'll Ooh. get there where it's like it's Kess. it's Kess. yeah so that episode is not good and apparently she cocks in that one. Oh yeah because she's dating this dude right in front of neelix which no. is Strange. Uh, and then we get 319. Neelix tries again. <laughs> Two out of four stars. What? Cheese, space cheese? Uh, not space cheese. Uh, he just like his whole story arc in this back end is he feels that his use is running out and he thinks that they're going to get rid of him, even though everything, every interaction he's had on the ship has been nothing but pleasant and how they like him. Opportunity they have. Mm-hmm. That's Neelix. Uh, so he tries, and he tr- he wants to be part of security. So he's teaming up with Tuvok, and um, man, Jared, are they an odd couple? Oh, I, can, I can only imagine. <laughs> oh boy, talk about apples and oranges. Am I right? <laughs> oh, yucks will be had. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's. There's too, not much there. Too yuck. So that's a low two out of four. Uh, hey, Jared. <laughs> 320. Mm-hmm. Harry Kim gets kidnapped again. Yeah. One out of four stars. But but this is uh, Harry Kim is drawn to a planet that is nearly all women. I'll explain. So our Wang watch is up to six for kidnappings. Yep. Um, so in this episode, Harry Kim wakes up and his DNA has been changed. And they're near a planet and they're just like, hey, that's our he he belongs to us. Give him back. And they're like, no, he's from Earth. And they're like, no, we send out uh, our males all across the world, uh, the galaxies. And then if they come back, it's a celebration because the planet's all women. So we there's only like three men on the planet. So this is the incel planet, Jared. What? <laughs> well, it's the incel dream that. Like, you know that guy who who's involuntarily celibate? He's just like, you know, one day I'm going to go to the stars and I'm going to find a planet that's all women and I'm going to be the only man there. Isn't that like a lot of uh, weird fantasies? Yes. Yeah. Sounds like In a... cell fanfic. Okay. 
You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, he goes there, and uh, they really build up the planet to be like, uh, it's like, man, if you're here, you're going to be just slamming babes left and right. Like drinks? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it does have like a Hawaiian theme, because that's just the theme of Voyager, apparently, is like yeah. Caribbean Hawaiian stuff. But, or I don't know. But yeah, Harry Kim gets kidnapped again. Boring. 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 Uh... 321 old Kess, one out of four stars <laughs> nice we're hitting a real rough patch here jared yeah so Kess gets really old the episode starts with her at an accelerated old age and then they work backwards to get her young again so she sees what the potential future could be a year of hell perhaps this is they mention it they mm. say oh well remember uh, the year of hell that's where we lost janeway and uh um tuvok and seven or like seven and nine's not here yet um they they but they talk about all the people they lost during the year of hell i hate it when we lost tupac yeah well tupac did actually he died a year before this episode came out right (laughs) yeah that was the year of hell that was the real real year of hell 96 was when we when we lost Pac, dude so it, it was it was a year of hell to me that's when i lost my charizard card 96 see it was a year of hell it was the year of hell. I wasn't very but fond Harry- of the, I wasn't very fond of that year at all. Well, clearly it, it wasn't working for anyone. No. Back I, like back of the all. line 96. Like just not good, Jarrett. Uh I have a few episodes left. Should I keep going or should yeah, we Yeah, uh, finish up season a- 3, you son of a bitch. All right. Uh 322 Dead Kids. You know what you know what was a good year for? What? Braveheart. Yeah, fucking right it was. It won best picture that year. You're goddamn right it did. Freedom. Uh, 322, Dead Kids, three out of four stars. Uh, this is the WandaVision episode. Oh. Uh, because that's oh. really hot, hot and popular. Right now. I got you. I, I feel you. Yeah, I'm reading this description. This is a this is a good episode. Real, real life, like the uh, Albert Brooks movie? Not unlike, yeah. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, so in this episode, the doctor is trying to become more human, in a sense, uh, get develop more of a uh, kind of human reality. So he has created a artificial family for himself. And uh, so he goes in, and it's just very, like, a, like, 60s pleasant family where the kids are all good, wife's got dinner on the table, doctor goes to work, he comes home, everybody's happy. Uh, but then Bolana comes in and fucks it all up. She's just like, this isn't a family, man. It's like, people don't get along, man. She's like, you need to change this up. So he changes his program, and then the family becomes very volatile, I guess. The son is into Klingons, and so he starts hanging in uh, Klingon culture. So he starts by a gang, Jarrett. Mm. And uh, the doctor's just like, he's like, son, you can't be carrying around these blades. Uh, and he's like, oh, Jesus. Uh, but then, Jared. The connection tonight is terrible. <laughs> oh, can you hear me still? It cuts in and out. I don't, oh. know, I don't know if this is that hashtag AB storm or not, but. Yeah, it could be. Well, so the sun turns to Klingon uh, culture, which the doctor doesn't like. Um, and then the doctor kind of figures out, he gets things set right. And then uh, his holographic daughter develops hollow cancer hollow cancer been dropped in the show that is uh that's my creation okay 
She develops an uncurable disease, and she dies. <laughs> God damn. And the Hollow family has to learn a harsh reality about real life, Jared. The fake people. The fake people. Hmm. Yeah, they are all made up, which is, I haven't seen WandaVision, but I am, I'm guessing it is based on this episode of Star Trek. Right? It could very well be. Yeah. So, uh, good episode. Pretty good episode. Uh, here's one that's going to blow your mind, Jarrett. Is the bridge carpeted? Four out of four stars. Whoa. Uh, so this is Distant Origin, 323. <laughs> okay. And uh, this is all about Earth dinos. I, uh, and I um, like this episode. Distant Origin, an unknown star date, which apparently there's been a few unknown star dates this season. They just stopped giving a shit, maybe. Um, yep. A reptilian scientist trying to prove his heretical theories kidnaps Chakotay and draws the entire crew in conflict between his racist doctrine and the startling truth about its origin. Mm-hmm. This is actually, this is one of my, uh, out of all of Voyager, this is one of my favorite ideas for episodes so far. I actually think it's very well executed and it's a good idea. So the whole premise is that... Uh, during one of Earth's histories, like before one of the like f- uh, one of the mass extinction ev- events, because there's like six mass mass ex- extinctions. It's before one of those. One of the species of dinosaurs actually developed certain culture and technology and was kind of thrust off of Earth into the Delta Quadrant, and they <laughs> and then they created their own kind of space travel or actually they weren't thrust apart. Like they were actually ahead of everything else. And they left by choice, I think. Reptile and it was people, those dinosaurs huh? that have like the real kind of long back of their heads. Yeah. Uh, and then, but they've gotten so far past now they're, they, they doubt their own existence. So this is evolution deniers, Jared. How is this different than Gorn? Or I mean, it's not. Yeah. But uh, th- these, well, these guys are, uh, they have, they have a uh, kangaroo court and they have politics, Jarrett, and nice. diplomacy. Nice. But uh, it's all about one doctor being like, hey, look, we were these dinosaurs. And then later on, these, these apes came about and they're like, apes, nah, nah, nah. Apes can't uh, be intelligent. He can talk. So, he can talk. He can, he can talk. He can talk. He can talk. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Do, do, do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is the Dr. Zayas episode, and uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought it was pretty good. I liked I'm it, man. Voyager Reptile Alien, because I want to see what these look like. It's on the IMDb. Ooh. Well, yeah, then there's like the, there's like the Cobra Snake aliens in, from Next Gen yep. that like never get brought up ever again, yep. and the weird like dog-faced ones. Yes, I, I remember the dog-faced ones. These guys look different from all of them. These guys... The, vo- the Voth... The Voth, yeah, their makeup's pretty good actually. And like when you see the comparisons with the dino, the dinos that they're basing it off of, you're like, you're like, that's not bad. It's not bad. On the planet where Voyager's crew had previously been marooned, Professor Geegan and his assistant Veer, two paleontologists of a space-fearing saurian species known as the Voth, discover the skeletal remains of a human, most likely Lieutenant Hogan. They are fascinated by the similarity of its genome to their own species, and the Gigan suggests that this supports the highly controversial distant origin theory that the Voth had originated on a far distant planet instead of the current area of space from which they rule their empire. Proof of the theory has been sought by other Voth scientists, but the heretical theory has often led to their exile. So is this like 
all Voth for, like for a good chunk of it. And there's like, yeah. and there's for the like, first twenty minutes, oh, it's all Voth. That, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> it it is awesome, man. It's uh, like for the first twenty minutes, it's just them and like this dude trying to convince his uh his like higher ups. He's like, look, he's like, it's awesome. They're like, we don't uh, this. RJ, uh, so from the production notes on this episode, writer Brandon Braga saw distant origin as being a metaphor. For the relationship between Galileo Galilei and the Catholic Church, it's like oh it's all God. it's all the things, RJ. It's all reptile men, dinosaurs, sp- Star Trek, Catholicism. I know this episode is awesome. He, it's got it all. Oh wait, wait, RJ. Brandon Braga he described it as the perfect episode <laughs> because it included not only that metaphor but also a what if science fiction premise and a unique structure as the episode follows the Voth as they investigate the humans. Well, all I gotta say is I gave it four out of four, so I don't know how much more perfect you can get. It's not eight out of four. Yeah, like, that, that's I, only that's a one timer. That was a one timer. That also involved uh, space Jesus. That, that did have space Jesus. So space Catholicism is the point that I'm trying to get at here. Well, you gotta, you, well when are you going to start playing uh, Warhammer 40K? No. You can be a sister of battle. They're like they're, they're just space nuns, RJ. I mean, I get the, it. The, the emperor of mankind is space pope. I mean, I understand. But, but he's just a corpse. He's just a corpse that a bunch of like priests keep alive by sacrificing humans to keep his soul fighting chaos and eternal hell. It's like Jesus times 40,000. I mean, you have my you have my curiosity now. Yeah. But I I, I do prefer my space I mean, uh, Catholicism may... metaphors to be dino based, lizard based. Well, there is actually so in Age of Sigmar, so the no. the, the lizard men, mm-hmm. they're, they're they're now like they kind of retcon this a little bit. They're actually space travelers called the Seraphon. and they they're about purifying the world, like the the universe of chaos, and they've actually gone to earth to prevent chaos from breaking through and corrupting all of the multiverse because they are anti-chaos there's they're they're, anti-chaos they're, yeah they're cosmic traveling lizard people well see i could get down with and, and they ride dinosaurs like but legit, I don't know legit dinosaurs the, the perfect metaphor that this star trek episode has the, the perfect episode the perfect episode. Um, the Voth returned in Star Trek Online as part of the Season 8 expansion. The development Whoa. team had previously hoped to introduce the species, but the idea was scrapped. As part of their redesign, they were changed from purely scientists as seen in the episode to a scientifically advanced soldier. Mm. A variety of variants uh, on the Voth were created that had not been seen in Distant Origins, such as those in powered armor, as well as raptors, an enemy type far more similar to typical dinosaurs. Uh, I don't See, like See? They ruined it. Mm-hmm. They ruined it. This is this is the perfect episode. It, it was, yeah, because if they made well, them soldiers, they're going to be way too much like Jem Hadar. Although Michael Pillar had left the production team on Voyager at the beginning of the third season to work on Star Trek Insurrection, he described mm-hmm. Distant Origin as the best episode of the series so far. Uh, TrekNews.net ranked the ranked it the fourth best episode of Star Trek Voyager in 2016. Mm-hmm. It's good, dude. I liked it. Uh, Dreamwatch Magazine uh, reviewed the episode for the VHS release. It rated it as 7 out of 10, calling it a welcome breath of fresh air, but felt that the alien characters were initially played more for comedy value than they should have been. I don't agree with that. I didn't find they were played for comedy. It added that since the entertainment industry was involved in the McCarthyism of the 1950s, anything suggesting that intellectual freedom should be cherished is a good thing. What? (laughs) 
get the fuck out of here. What is this person talking about? Dreamwatch magazine? You'll have to track it down. Get it from your local library. This, this person's talking right out of their assholes, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> Straight out. Straight out. But yeah, it, it's a good episode. I, I, I think I think you might even like this episode. Oh, I, no, I, I do like the sound of this episode. It's good. It's yeah. good. I liked it. Uh, so like, even though we just hit like three or four one episode, one stars and with the Earth Dinos, except for three twenty four, Harry Kim gets kidnapped again. <laughs> one out of four stars. <laughs> so we are now up to seven on the Wang Watch. Uh, this is displaced, and uh, he gets kidnapped by a suicide cult, which sounds cool. But it's not. Because he doesn't die at the end. Because he doesn't die. And it's just another Harry Kim kidnapping. So moving right along. Uh, 325 uh, is Mutiny on the Bounty. Uh, and this is a a high two, potentially a three. I don't know if it's quite a three, but it is it is a good episode. So in this episode, Jared, Worst Case, Ontar- uh, worst case Ontario... Uh, this is all about did a you, hollow did, novel. Did you say worst case Ontario? Yeah. Okay. You ever heard that one? No. You're not up to date on your trailer park boy Rickyisms. I can't. I don't remember that one. Worst case Ontario. Uh, so worst case Ontario. Uh, there's a hollow novel that uh, goes back in time to when. Uh, fuck. What was that? Ba- the bad girl, like the actual bad girl who was a. Uh, Fuck, who is Cardassian? I don't remember anymore. She's still alive. The hollow novel is if the Maquis took over Voyager and then they steal the ship and trap up all the Federation people. And it's all the craze. Everyone's doing it. Bolana does it. Tom Paris does it. Neelix does it. They all, they all, everyone's obsessed with it. It's like a, uh, like a soap opera, I guess. Um, it's not a bad episode. Mm. It's pretty good. It's yeah. not great. But uh, it's all it's all about ever. They're all living out their fantasies of taking over and basically killing Janeway. That's what this episode's about. Okay, pretty much. So it's not bad. Uh, but then we have three twenty six, Jarrett. This is Scorpion. Part one. Part one. So Scorpion and Scorpion two, I think, are usually uh, credited for being the best of the series other than maybe year of hell or something um and this one i have a few different kind of taps to it uh the one i think would play best with you is mr kim is eaten alive (laughs) okay uh and this is this is a like a three i don't know if it's quite a four it's 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 good it is uh we get the borg legion in this ship we get species whatever uh we get their flesh ship which is very cool uh i have skeletal lock bone tissue in my notes so that must have been something that was said explicitly Mm. skeletal lock bone tissue which i found strange Uh, and then i have a note here that just says i'm with chakotay so uh i can't remember quite what that was but uh, i think what it is what happens here is voyager actually hits borg space like that's where they are in in uh like going back to earth now they've they've hit borg space they're going to try to avoid the borg the best they can uh they don't quite get it though because they encounter the new species the entirely organic species that has flesh ships uh it attacks harry kim and uh, his body eats itself 
which is pretty nice. It's uh, it's a good thing to see. I like it. Uh, and then I think I can't remember explicitly what it is, but whatever Chakotay's plan was, I think Chakotay was just like, "Let's get the fuck out of here." He's like, "Go around this shit." And Janeway's like, "Nah, nah, we're she gonna was, go through it." She was no, nah. I think she's like, that would take three years to go through. And he's like, yeah, so we don't go through Borg space. But uh, it is a it is it does build up really nice where the Borg don't really pay attention to them because they're not a threat anymore because they're all dealing with the new species, which is uh, very cool. So you see the new species, you see their flesh ships. Uh, you see them kind of just blow out Borg left and right. And uh, that species is very cool because their whole thing is they want the universe to suffer. They are Buddhists. All life is suffering is what they say. And uh, they're like pain or, or everything should be cleansed or it's something like that. Like everyone will be purged and they're just going to destroy the entire universe. And I was like, that's cool. That's cool. That's your style. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, so Scorpion Part 1 is good. It's a good episode. Yeah. Uh, I think, I can't remember. It's hard to separate the two, but yeah, it's good. Good stuff. And that is uh, Season 3, Jarrett. In the can. In the can. So report back next week for more adventures with Tuvok and Neelix. Well, I, I was just kind of scanning through. Uh, I, I was on the Scorpion on the Wiki, on the Wikipedia list of episodes. They also have the viewers, and I just noticed that the first episode of Voyager had like twenty-one million people watch it. Um, and right now, like a high tide would be like eight million people. Yeah, I can see that because season one of Voyager was pants. So, but, uh... but even now, like holy shit, there's an episode in season four that's got like a three point seven. Like that's well, a that's what that. episode is it? Uh, episode thirteen. Uh, I I didn't even rate episode thirteen, Waking but my moments. description sounds good. Yeah, sounds like a good episode. Yeah, this episode, holy cow! It is definitely the lowest rated. I wonder if something happened that night. Maybe there's like some sports game that uh that detracted from it. <laughs> I mean. I kind of remember this, and I think it was okay. Yeah, there's another episode too in season five that's like, uh, like just like over three million. Uh, they never do that bad, but mm. I wonder if. Oh fuck! And now, oh shit! And they get down to season, uh, season five's got a like a two point something. It's like ooh, yeah, two point five, but it's called, but it's got a cool title, Juggernaut. That does sound cool. I mean. My my take on Voyager so far is Voyager's not bad. There's a couple like really really good episodes in Voyager, but there's a lot of bland things that it's just like yep. You'll never you're not you're not going to get that hour back kind of episodes. Anytime Harry Kim gets kidnapped, anytime Kess is on screen, Neelix if it if the episode is centered on him, then you're like uh, that's that, yeah. So it, it's not a bad series, but there is definitely a lot of fluff that you're like. Mm. I, I want my trek a little more streamlined here. And I know all the series have had some fluff and some shit episodes, but uh, it's a lot more noticeable in Voyager because a lot of them come back to back to back. And you're just like, holy fuck, three, three one stars in a row is it's too much. Yeah, that's that's a pretty bad streak. Yeah, but there are good ones like the Dino episode. That was very cool. Yeah, but that's uh, it for a, me. A series highlight. It 
so yeah, it it, uh, it was really good. And uh, it's like I said, I think the first 20 minutes, it's just them. And then they start going on to Voyager because their technology is better and they can't be seen. So then they're like studying Voyager people like without Voyager knowing. It's cool. I like it. It's good. You know, like, I guess I could mention that I finished uh, season one of Babylon 5. And is it picking up? Steam yeah, or? yeah, definitely. Uh, well, because like, I had watched up, what, the first 17 episodes or something like that? Yeah. I think last weekend I got up to – I finished – it was only 22 episodes for the first season. So I got those watched. And, yeah, no, it's – um, if it's if you're okay with this kind of show, uh, like it's fairly low-budget science fiction that's pretty ambitious, mm-hmm. um, it struggles with, I think, how much money it has in terms of what actors they could get at times because there are some people that show up and you're like whoa this guy this guy does not get the uh the cadence one needs to have to do science fiction like mm. a tv like, i i i know what you mean yeah like it's like it's one of those things you take for granted when you watch star trek because usually like the acting of star trek is pretty solid like next generation at least and even deep space nine like you're never like oh this person is so bad uh but babylon five it happens Often enough, I read the one thing that's pretty weird is uh, so like the guy I was mentioning to you, um, who plays the commander in the first season, and then mm-hmm. he like vanishes after the first season, and he's replaced by a completely different guy who's like different. It's actor. almost like it's almost like Kirk Douglas's bastard son. I would describe him oh. as he's he's very Michael Douglasy. He's got this voice and the manner about him. He's very like cheesy, like sci-fi hero kind of guy. But he works like he's he. Yeah, he, people like him way more than the previous guy. But I found out that the previous guy he kind of like left the show and under like kind of like a guy some sort of cover of like no one knew why exactly he left because he would show back up later on to kind of fill in gaps because. Mm-hmm. The whole show was kind of around the fact that, like, he was like Cisco before Cisco. There was all these prophecies, and there was like a big plan to work tie that character in. They were setting up like you know him time traveling from a dark future to try to like fix the past, like in season one. Like they they end up they had everything figured out. It was all mapped out. It was before. all mapped out in a way that like you know because yeah, this was like kind of like where the idea of a series bible kind of was come up. What came from mm. Babylon Five? Like everyone started doing you know series bibles. Like, because of Babylon 5. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, and so, oh, hey, now this guy's gone, and he's going to be completely replaced. And now we have to, like, do some, like, heavy-handed, like, explanations and, like, oh, hey, we weren't going to explain this till later, but, oh, here it is now because we have to get mm-hmm. it out of the way. And, oh, he's now where he needs to be way sooner than he needed to be. So it's one of the problems when you're doing TV and plans change. But it turns out that this guy... His name's Michael O'Hare, and I guess he was a football player uh, back when, and mm-hmm. got into the acting game. But I don't know, not not too great of an actor. Like I said, he's kind of a ham bone. But I guess he left the he left acting for a long time, and then he died in 2012. So not particularly mm-hmm. old, but then it was revealed, I guess that uh, I, I guess he left because he was suffering suffering from like mental issues, like delusions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, and then. Um, I was somebody somebody mentioned to me is like or I was reading on Reddit like oh maybe it was like CTE maybe this guy had some some football brain problems and uh, but of mm. course no one, and you're like oh I'm like that would explain sort of like this weirdness about this guy like he just seems off in a he way had yogurt brain <laughs> I don't know 
I don't know. Yeah. He got better. Yeah. He definitely got more comfortable uh, as the series went on, but then he'd have these moments where he lapsed right back into like being weirdly goofy. And you're mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Like, how many takes did they get to get that? Uh, then you're like, just that's what it was that day. And you dealt with it. And then he's like, I can't do this anymore. And off you went <laughs> into the stars. I, I'm leaving now. I must return to my home planet. I don't know. My people need me. I maybe find it a little maybe weird to speculate about this, but I had I had never heard this story, and I was like, "What the hell?" I'm like, I guess that explains that. Because at mean, the time, it was kind of like startling thing. But like, there's people. Um, I was reading an AV Club review that some guy did when he was revisiting the series as a a big Bab Five fan and trying to get people mm. on it. He was like, some people say, if you can't take uh, Commander Sinclair, just skip right to season two. Just, just skip it all. But you really shouldn't because there's a lot of character work and, like, story building that's, like, very good, I think, for the period. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Star Trek's just got such better polish to it, but I'd say Babylon 5 has got... Uh, a, it's a little bit more sophisticated where it definitely feels like everything has a little bit more purpose, even if it is just, like, a one-off episode. It's like DS9, but with a fedora on. Um, with a fedora. Hmm. I'm trying to think of maybe a more fitting accoutrement. Um, oh, a monocle, or uh, maybe perhaps the word accoutrement. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah, yeah. You that, put, that would you, be you, you put that on the shelf with uh, ribald. Ribald accoutrement. What was that? That one for missletude. Just put them all up there. Yeah, put them on there. Yeah, you got at least ten dollar yeah, words. Yeah, keep them behind the counter because uh, they're uh, yeah. they're shoplifted quite a bit. Well, you can't just get out of here. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, if you and if you have to ask how much they cost, you can't afford it, pal. Can't afford it. Well, I'm glad to hear that it's uh, picking up steam. Uh, yeah. Yes, it's got a good cliffhanger. Like that last season is like, whoa, twists and and big mo big beefs and like cr- crazy threats. It's always about some new shadowy threat, RJ. Too bad. Uh, the biggest threat of all is the month of May. That's true. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you could be ripping through that if it wasn't for <sighs> a little a little issue. Not our boy Fred. Our boy Fred. Hmm. Well, he's my boy for sure. Yeah, in a uh, sense. Well, that's that's enough for I guess creeping. Uh, you want to hear about what's coming out from Criterion in August? Nah. Well, okay. Well, I'll tell yeah, I'll I tell guess. our I'll tell our listeners. Okay. We've got a fucking I don't even know what this is called original cast album company, a film by D. A. Pennybaker. This sure sounds like. Um, Perform- Monterey Pop. It sounds like a Monterey Pop performance thing. I see Steven Sondheim. That that fills me with dread. Uh huh. Yeah, that sounds all sorts of good. Um, Sign me up. I I, I saw um, from my good friend uh, Dave Elric. <laughs> oh God, what did he have to say uh, about this one? Sam pre- prefers that pronunciation. I understand. Dave Elric. Um, After Life, a film by. Hirokazu uh, Koreida, I saw Big Dave was very happy. And I then, mean, and I believe he said he could die happy or some some nonsense. 
I mean, I think to base your your eternal happiness on whether a movie is added to a made up collection of films, <laughs> completely made up, completely made up and arbitrary. Like my only thing would be, I just want to ask him. I say, you okay? You all right, bud? Do you need something? Do you need a family? You know, he's got movies. You, like, you need? Do you need some love? All you need is cinema. Just go to Burger King. They'll, they'll be they'll be super nice to you. It'll feel like you're you're not by yourself watching yeah. movies. Do you know? RJ, did, did at any point in your life did you ever uh, call film Kino? No. <laughs> Kino. Who's doing that? <laughs> Somebody. Guy <laughs> guys who say ribald. Guys who say ribald. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know Kino. Bad, bad dudes is what uh, I'm saying here. Uh, we got Beasts of No Nation from uh, uh, Carrie, Carrie um, Fukunaga. Yeah, yeah, from K- C, the director of it. C. Fuk. By one yeah. time, do you remember that was going to happen? I do remember. Yep, yep. <clears throat> I remember his big uh, scene that was too shocking for audiences was uh, uh, Pennywise walking around with the the dead Georgie body like duct taped to his back or something, and I went, hmm. Sounds like a great show. <laughs> sounds great. That's yeah, that I mean that's cool though. I've never seen that movie. It sounds good. Yeah. Um and finally, Ashes and Diamonds is coming out on Blu-ray. What? Is it because of us? <laughs> I think so. We kicked it loose. Yeah, that uh, seems to be our fashion, the fashion of what we do. Yeah. So, I mean, you're welcome world you're welcome world uh you got any other news you see that Paul the, Mooney the, died yeah I, I saw it just like a few hours ago or something yeah. that was a uh, on on the news cycle yeah and i know i went on a tirade about not saying or not caring about when celebrities die but paul mooney was cool i liked paul mooney he was a i only really know him from like Chappelle show and uh dave Chappelle talking about him but uh he seems like people were uh very, he was very well respected, so that's too bad. Oh, and then uh, your boy from Clifford died too. Shit, yeah, Charles Grodin. Uh, no, actually, I actually just read one that is very surprising. It's actually pretty fucked. Uh, the the creator of the manga Berserk, um, mm. Kintaro Mamuro Moro, he died yeah. <clears throat> apparently from natural causes. No, no clue. I just see mm. everyone going rest in peace. I can't believe it. It's unfortunate because the work's not done. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I get, I could finish it for him. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Hey, fuck. I don't even. Like, I've been reading Berserk for years, and yeah. uh, I was just like, I think this should be more popular than it is because it's like a weird, gnarly fantasy mm-hmm. story. And uh, but now it's like it's really taken off in the last few years, and like we sell like these fifty dollar hardcover like omnibuses mm-hmm. of it, like left and right. They sell like nuts. And uh, yeah, so that's a that's a bummer. That's a bummer, man. It's no good. I also saw the Canadian lady responsible for the dictionary died. So we're losing heroes left and right. Can't believe it. Yeah, that's uh, that's not bad. I you you were taught you were trying to get me to buy Berserk uh, Berserker like years ago. Well, not be, well, be Berserker is the uh, the Keanu Reeves comic. Oh, what was this? Just Berserk. Just Berserk with with okay. with. The letter E in it still, because oh. uh, Canos does not need the E's. I see. Well, that's too bad. People die though, you know. It's they, gonna happen to all of us. Mm-hmm. 
the, hopefully what, some sooner than others. I'll make, sure, I'll make sure that your words make it to his grieving family, RJ. Yeah, I mean, just tell him what I said. It's like, hey, man, it sucks, but it's going to happen. <laughs> We've all got it coming, kid. There's nothing we can do about it. People die. What are you going to do? It sucks. It's too bad. Too bad. Oh, well. And that's that, Mattress Man. That's that. And uh, there's a, a Batman cartoon coming. Uh, yeah, from, uh, well, Bruce, I mean, Bruce Tim. Bruce Tim and uh, Matt Reeves, which is good. But did you see the third person attached to that? No. No? I don't know. Are you familiar with 2009 Star Trek, Jarrett? Uh, no. Are you, yes. are you familiar yes, with the rise of Skywalker? Nope. No, well, your your close personal friend J.J. Abrams is also attached to that because he oh, has been dear. taken in by Warner Brothers apparently. Oh dear, I did not see that bit. I just saw all I saw was a cool graphic of like a Golden Age Batman yeah. costume. I was like, ooh. But now now that I hear that unfortunate news, I also saw that there's like I think DC's putting out shit right now to yeah, and there's like a the the Riddler. He's looking like Zodiac or something like that. He's looking like Oh, uh, well, that's what he looks like in Matt Reeves' thing, right? It's yeah. like a garbage bag head kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, with button eyes and stuff. I'm like, whatever. It's, yeah. This shit, it's like, yep. I mean, it's not that different from Scarecrow. Like, Scarecrow looked all kooky, zany. Uh, not yep. kooky, zany, but like dark, dark, dark in the Nolan one. Because it's just mm-hmm. like a burlap sack. And he's wearing a suit. <laughs> Think of the juxtaposition. It's fucked, man. It's fucked. The contrast. <laughs> Have you ever seen Nightbreed? I ha- I yeah, yeah, yeah. Calgary based. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. Well, I mean, no one's a big fan of that. Hey, are you gonna apply to be an extra in that uh, the the last, last of, us? of us? Yeah. Um, perhaps. It, the uh, the availability timeline is. If people, you're gonna have to repeat was, that. The availability timeline that you have to sign up for is from July 2021 to June 2022. Yeah. And it says, please list any time you might not be available in that time. And it says, oh, for an entire year to be a uh, to be an extra in the background. Hmm. I want to be uh, a, I want to be a fungus man. Yeah. Fungus man would be cool. Like, like not as opposed to mattress man. We'll take that mattress man. Fungus man, please. We'll get your thing in before next week because that's when the the call closes, all right? Cool. I always wanted to be an actor. Acting. We'll call John Lovitz. He'll help you out. Oh, I just watched the Andy Dick episode of Star Trek, but uh, what? I'll tell you all about oh. that in a couple weeks. Oh, good God. Andy yes. Dick, huh? He's in the spotlight. Wow. Can't wait for the John Lovitz episode. Oh, I wish. I do, I do wish. I wish. It'd be amazing. <laughs> As one of the Neelixes. Oh, he'd totally be a Neelix brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he'd say, Neelix! Ah. And that's it. Wow. Yep, and then it would end. Oh. <laughs> uh, that that would, would that be a four out of four? If John Lovitz was yeah. a Neelix alien? Yeah, that would be a four out of four. Out of necessity. Yeah. You make can't it, just not do that. Make it happen, people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very unfortunate that John Lovitz has not been in Star Trek. There, there, there's, there's like a still of him from like Saturday Night Live with like 
what's his name, Kevin McDonald, and he's wearing like Spock ears. Oh yeah, because they're making that's... they're they're making fun of like nerds at a Star Trek convention, I guess. Oh no, that's, that's yeah, that a... seems like John Lovitz. Oh it, oh, it looks like it's like a William Shatner episode. Ooh. And they're making fun of nerds. That's it's ahead of its time. Ooh, I'm I'm on board with this. I'm on board. Oh, look at this. The SNL sketch that predicted our nerd overlords. Well, is it anything like the Steven Seagal sketch? There's a character, there's a guy there. It could be Dana Carvey. He's wearing a t shirt that says, I grok Spock. I'm into that. I would wear that shirt. No. Potentially. Look it up. I grok Spock. Is this going to be some kind of like gay porn that once I look it up, I'm going to get a bunch of targeted ads for this? What does Grok mean? Okay, so I I looked up John Lovett Star Trek, and do you know who comes up? Andy and, Dick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't play an alien, though. He just plays a human. But, oh, he's not, he doesn't play Andy Dick? Uh, I mean, he actually, he kind of does. You know, what, he, he, you know what also yeah. comes up is John Lovitz on Casino Jack, and uh, he's a mattress man. Well, I'll take that as a a big uh, hint to end the podcast once and for all. Is this a photo? <laughs> Fuck, it's so weird. It's so bizarre. These, these things that are popping up here. I'm very confused. Yeah, you're going down a rabbit hole that I can't consent to at the moment. Okay. Well, so far I'm looking at I've seen Wallace Shawn, and now I see Kevin Spacey from Casino Jack with John Lovitz. Hmm. Um, I see him in his little devil outfit from SNL, I guess. Potentially. Huh. Damn. You know what? It's also a bummer. Oh, there's Jay Sherman. Back to movies. There you go. So tell me about movies you like. Any any that have uh, religious implications? None. None. Oh. Oh, well, sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely, RJ. Uh-huh. Let's talk about a movie. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. You got a criterion coming up here after the break, folks. Um, in which, during that break, we die in our sleep, but we wake up in front of the the big man himself. The devil, the devil, the devil. I mean, that's what I do every Wednesday when I sit down with you.
Ladies and gentlemen, I invite you to a brownstone mansion on Fifth Avenue in old New York. Meet the Van Cleves, one of the most amusing families I've ever known. Let me present them individually. First, the charming and unworldly Mr. and Mrs. Van Cleve. All their lives, they believed babies were brought by the stork. Next, their son, Henry. His collar was stiff, but his ideas were flexible. Grandpa Van Cleve not only founded the family, he confounded it, too. The flower of the Van Cleves was cousin Albert, a geranium. While Mr. and Mrs. Strabel of the Kansas Strabel represented the upholstered part of the family. But the jewel of the Van Cleve household was Martha, a paragon of beauty, culture, and virtue. But a nice girl in spite of it. I met these delightful people in Ernst Lubitsch's romantic comedy, Heaven Can Wait. And take it from old Doc Benchley, here is a tonic for everything from your funny bone to your heart. If this happened at home, my husband would jump on a horse and lasso them back. Don't you tell me what I would do. But there's one thing I am going to do, disinherit her. She'll never see another nickel of mine. We came here from Kansas, a happy family. Well, anyway, a family. How dare you speak? Have you no shame? Oh, please, Grandpa. You should call me Grandpa. Go ahead, call me Grandpapa. Merci, monsieur, merci beaucoup. You are so kind. Yes, I'm very kind, but you'd better go and pack your things now. And if you're not out of the house in a very little while, I'll come down to your room and help you pack. I wish you would, Grandpapa. You're going to marry me. Oh, we can't do that. How can I marry you? I'm not even engaged to you. Martha, do you love me? Oh, I don't hardly know you. You don't need to know anything when you love. Love needs no introductions. You love or you don't love. You're mad. You don't know what you're saying. You must be out of your mind. Do you love me or don't you? Trying to take away the fiancé of your own cousin, causing a family scandal. Do you love me? And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Heaven Can Wait from 1943, directed by Ernst the Touch Lubitsch. The tagline for this film, RJ, Mm -hmm. he believed in love, honor, and obey. That impulse. What impulse? Wait, what is he? What? Which impulse? His horny impulse. Well, he is pretty. Yeah. Like that. That that's all this movie is about is how horny he is. But okay. And a synopsis from Letterboxd. Uh huh. Joe Pendleton is a quarterback preparing to lead his team to the Super Bowl when he is almost killed in an accident. An over anxious um, angel plucks him to what? Wait, wait. Um, <laughs> is it a uh, quarterback? Oh, I'm sorry. That's Warren Beatty's Heaven Can Wait from 1978, which is in no way related to Heaven Can Wait from 1943. Well, why would they do that? Because. Why would Warren Beatty do that to us? Well, you have to ask him. You have to ask Dick Tracy. I will ask him. Next time I talk to him, I'm going to call him and say, hey, War. War. What was the deal with this? Yeah. Why Why did you uh, waste in our time? That son of a bitch. <sighs> Spoiled playboy Henry Van Cleve dies and arrives at the entrance to hell, a final destination he is sure he deserves after living a life of profligacy. A life of what? Sorry? Profligacy. Uh, I, I'm unfamiliar with such term. The, profligacy? <laughs> the devil, however, isn't so sure. 
Henry meets hell standards. Convinced he is where he belongs, Henry recounts his life's deeds, both good and bad, including an act of indiscretion during his 25-year marriage to his wife, Martha, with the hope that his excellency will arrive at the proper judgment. Uh, accurate, I suppose, to a degree. To, to a degree. It doesn't mention the horniness. It doesn't, but, uh, I mean, that's evident in itself. You see that guy and you go, wow. wow. So this is a movie I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. Much like all Ernst Lubitsch movies, um, mm-hmm. as I watch them in this Criterion Creeping thing, these will be the first times I've seen his movies. But as everyone knows, once you say Ernst Lubitsch, someone, somewhere goes, you mean the Lubitsch touch? The Lubitsch touch. Have we have we found out what that uh, what what that means to you yet? It means run. When you hear the Lubitsch touch, you run. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, that's okay. right. So yeah, I, I was unfamiliar with this. Uh, it's got one of those titles, "Heaven Can Wait." You go, oh, is this like um, oh, what's his name? <laughs> the very technicolory looking movies, like Far From Heaven style titles. Uh, like uh, Douglas Sirk, like Douglas Sirk, the wind. D- Doug- yes, yeah. Th- that's what Heaven Can Wait sounds like. You look at the yeah, poster, you go, "Oh boy, it's gonna be one of those melodramas." But it, um, but it ain't RJ. It seems like it will be. It is a comedy about Heaven Can Wait. I'm not sure what that means in the context of the film. But um, uh, well, heaven can wait because he's got to tell his story. Jared. It is based on a play called Birthday. Birthday is less appealing. I know that the birthday is like the the chapter marks for this movie, but if this movie was called Birthday, it wouldn't be in the Criterion Collection. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it. I'm calling it right You're now. Calling it right now. No one would give a mm-hmm. crap. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one cares regardless. But that's the truth. So. I uh, I got pretty excited right off the hop with this movie because we have this old man, young man in old man makeup, mm-hmm. um, and he's arriving. I, I, I kind of just had read the synopsis of this really quickly before this started, watching it on YouTube because it is not on the Criterion channel. Annoying. Um, uh, yes. But the quality was fine. It was okay on the, on the YouTube. And um, he's walking down this, like, red-walled staircase and you're like oh it's the bad place and it's of course the uh, understated um kind of hell where it's like oh it's just like a it's like a hotel room foyer that's really Bobby. really large yeah yeah and uh why it's laird krieger is the devil and i was like holy shit i love me some laird krieger could you uh, give me an example of another Laird Krieger? So, Laird, so RJ, because of January. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Uh, this is a guy that pops up in those, and he's often a highlight. He's he, Jan- Januarys. Yeah, he shows up in like a handful of these, and he's always like, he's a good, big-bodied man. <laughs> um, and he's got a very like resonant voice. I don't know, it's hard to place like what exactly it differentiates him from other uh big man of his time but he's a mm-hmm. he's huge i mean we're talking jonathan frakes big 
he is an enormous man yeah and like enormous yes yeah so yeah like some of his uh other highlights of his is like this gun for hire hangover square i wake up screaming all really good and yeah he wasn't he did he died pretty young so because he was 20 30 like not 39 he was 39 when he died did he die of like the michael clark duncan thing like his heart was too big yes he gave too I'm, much. I'm guessing. He, he gave too much. Well, like, wasn't Michael Clark Duncan's heart like literally too big, and it couldn't like, su- or like, his body couldn't support it, or well, something? I don't, I don't know if it was quite like that. Uh... That that's the that's the medical terminology, Jared. Yeah. Like, I'm just using the proper the proper English here, friend. So I see. Heart was too big. Let's uh, let's just all agree that that's the way it is. My man, I'm trying, I'm trying to even see what his uh, cause of his death was. The the crash. Oh, he he went on a crash diet. Apparently, placed a strain mm. on his system, resulting in severe ab- abdominal problems. He underwent surgery. Uh, he was like gonna, paleo. Uh, no, oh. <laughs> he had a heart attack and died. Oh, well, that's that's no good. Oh fuck yeah! No fuck, he wasn't even thirty. He was thirty one. That's pretty young, man. Yeah. Cause you're you're like what sixty two, so you you've lived twice as long as he has. <laughs> exactly, that's crazy. Poor Laird, man, that's too bad for him. He was a big dude, and big uh, dudes are cool. Big 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 dudes are cool. So big dudes are cool. Uh, so we have Henry Van Gleeve, who's like, oh yes, I lived a very bad life. Oh, I did so many bad things. Just take a look at my report. You can see <laughs> how bad I am. Uh, this like old lady comes in, and she's like, of course, a little bit more of a, a busybody. Yeah, and, and they have a, a brief little chat of like, "Hey, remember those parties we used to have? Oh, look at the legs on you, <laughs> being all flirtatious." And just as mm-hmm. she's about to say something, uh, the devil he just hits a button and the floor <laughs> comes up from under her, and she just drops right down into hell. Which I thought was very fun. Yeah, I was like, "That's cool. I like very that. nice." So yeah, this is one of those. Um, if you want to talk about the Lubitsch touch, RJ, I think one of the <sighs> things you would you would talk about would be the dialogue. Uh, this movie mm-hmm. has a very different feel to the writing. Um, it's very much about like never taking itself too seriously. Everybody's kind of always deflating one another, but mm-hmm. in the nicest way possible. Every, everybody's yeah, having a little bit polite. of fun, except for uh, cousin. Uh oh yeah, well that guy is a complete fucking <laughs> Albert. Nerd. Al- yeah, Albert. What a Melvin. What a am Mel- I right? What a Melvin. Yeah. That's how he seemed to me. I was like, ugh. ugh. I think I think that's the idea, though. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't have anything against that guy personally, but no. uh, the character, you're just like, ugh, what a nerd. No. Get so, out of here. So, of course, uh, uh, old Henry, he starts to explain his entire life, and like, oh, a lot of my, one of my contentions always came with women. Mm-hmm. And so, he, when he was a little baby, his his mother and grandmother fought over him. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, dear, dear, dear. And then um, he gets taken out for, uh, uh, you know, uh, in a basket or whatever, out on mm-hmm. the, out on the town with the the nanny. And she's like, oh, the nanny would pay attention to me, but then some hunky man would come along, and then she would ignore me. And I think the woman calls her like, shut up, you horrible little thing, or something like that, which is hilarious because like, yeah, you can say mean things to kids; they don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's. Uh... Do kids know anything? 
would you say? Now they pick up on some things here and there, I suppose. Oh, but this, this okay. is like this yeah. is a little baby, little, little mush. Yeah, it's a little baby, a little mush brain. Yeah, well, ooh, Jareth, you might get canceled for a language like that. And then, and then uh, we we time leap again to uh, another interaction that uh, Henry has with uh, a young lady a girl that he's trying to like get her attentions and she's giving mm-hmm. him the like, I don't, I, I don't know. It's like the t- total trope of the little girl in these movies. Who's like a little snot, but it's like, as soon as you give her like a beetle, she's like, Oh, I'll be your friend. It's like, Oh, you got two beetles. Well, you know, a beetle shouldn't be alone. So you should give me that one too. And he's like, okay. Would you give up your beetle? Fuck. No. Do you remember beetle Borgs, that TV show? vaguely <laughs> it was kind of like power rangers but there but it was kind of centered around a haunted house with like a purple guy and he gave the beetleborgs their power <clears throat> that uh that's it for me today and uh that's hey, about all i have do to we, offer do we ever know what the van cleve family does for a living or are they just philanthropists yes but that means giving money away <laughs> so it's like what's their in, what's their industry well, I mean, we do know that the the ladies' family is big beef. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. We know it's about uh, Mabel. Yeah, so we know that, but uh, I don't know. I don't think they ever mentioned the the Van Cleef thing. Like, if they do, I missed it. Yeah, it's, yeah, but it's beside the point. Well, I mean, n- yeah, none of them. It never shows them working or anything. It's just, hey, they're wealthy. Let's check out the crazy stuff they get into. The lifestyles of the rich and the yeah. famous, Jared. Yeah, we get a little uh, taste of uh, his parents. Um, was it uh, Rudolph and Bertha? <laughs> and they're kind of like, yeah, you know, very like, I don't even know what you'd call them exactly. Parents, but like overbearingly, like a very pretentious types. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's just the way they were, right? Yeah. Right, I mean, like rich highfalutin people back then that's just what they were like yes stiff upper lip and all that which i believe he even uh the dad even says at one point or another but they're like Mm -hmm. very like ineffectual parents like they let other people take care of situations they don't want to engage they just assume we're rich you should just behave like us at all given points but Mm -hmm. like i mean does he do anything that is outside of the ordinary for a privileged kid uh well he gets money whenever he wants well, and then he, i yeah. think i think it's just implied that he goes out every night yeah he's 20 like, he's 26 yeah. years old going on 45 yes and uh i think yeah i think it's mostly just like hanging he's out like, with like, those he showgirls he's, he's got no job he's just going to the nightclubs scary mm-hmm. and I, I think that's it and that's it that's all i got from it. Then, oh, and of course, uh, as, as he's growing up, he's also growing along parallel to his cousin, Albert, mm-hmm. who, like, may or may not live in the house. He just kind of comes and goes as he pleases. But he does everything right because he's a little poindexter. Uh, well, yeah, and he's a, he's a little suck up, too. Yeah. He's like, did you guys know that this guy had a, a beer tonight? And then you've got... Uh, uh, the grandpa Hugo, uh, played by mm-hmm. Charles Coburn, who's like probably one of the more endearing characters mm-hmm. of the movie. He's yeah, like, he... he's a bit more of a gruff, uh, straight shooter type. Yeah, yeah, and I mean uh, he sees the he sees the good behind the trouble. 
That's right. Well, he's. I think uh, one of the things that jumps out at me because it seems like I watched this movie five days ago, and like I've watched so many movies since uh, mm-hmm. that it's kind of a blur. But the bit where uh, we're introduced to Gene Tierney, the the, the romantic interest for uh, Henry, uh, she's at the time engaged to cousin Albert, and uh, Hugo's like, "Oh, if I was fifty years younger, I'd." Uh, I take you away from this great, great grandson of mine, or whatever it is, and you go, hmm. I don't think that's what he was going to say, but it's good. It's it's the Lubitsch touch, RJ. Where where would he take her, Jarrett? He take her. But where? Uh, Pound Town. <laughs> you asked. You asked. I mean. I mean, I asked. You didn't have to. You do it to yourself. You do it to yourself. Untrue, but continue. No. But, of course, uh, Henry sees her, and he's like, Oh, my God, this is the girl I saw earlier. I I, I spied her at the department store, and she was lying to her own mother. My word, my word, my word. And then I followed her like a stalker because it's 1940s America. And men just did this in movies and probably in real life. And then they like pretend to work at the store that she's trying to buy a book from. Uh, not creepy at all. And then mm-hmm. like like it's lying to her and manipulating her. And then, then he says, you should like drop your, your fiance and marry me. She's like, what the fuck? I don't work here, but I would I would follow you anywhere. What, what what would we call a guy like this, Jared? Well, um, cr- a creep. I would call him a creep. A criterion creep? Yeah. He is. He is now. He is now a criterion creep. So anyway, she's what? like, no, I won't even buy this book about how to be a good wife to my husband. Well, he's like, you don't need this book. You're he's ever, like, you're just be yourself. You're baby. everything a man would ever need. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I mean, she was just trying to do what she thought was the right thing. I went, I wouldn't like scald her for that, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe the book would have helped her. I don't know yeah. if that's so, what she wanted. Maybe, yeah. Uh, so she is, um, she's she belongs to the Strabel family, Strabbles, uh, mm-hmm. which have a cow named Mabel because uh, they're they're mm-hmm. Big B from Kansas City. Big beef. And it's the one guy from, I want to say Lady Eve, I think, shows up in this again. The fat guy? Yeah, the fat guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a cool dude. I like that fat guy. Eugene Pallet. <laughs> that sounds like a name of fat guy. Oh, no, have. yeah. Actually, no, it, it was uh, My Man Godfrey, your favorite movie, which is also, you know. Uh, similar in uh, theme. Yeah, about rich, rich blokes. Yeah, you, lifestyles of the rich and the famous, Jared. Yep. They always complaining. Ooh, he was fri- always, he, he no. was he was Friar Tuck uh, in the Adventures of Robin Hood. No, he wasn't. He'd be because he's got that voice like this. Yes, he he actually is. I I actually think he's a super cool dude. So. I know. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's he was great in uh, My Man Godfrey, and he's great here too. Um, and tra- yeah, I like that Charles Coburn as well. Actually, because I kind of thought Charles Coburn was a different. I didn't. I didn't realize he was a different person from another actor. I kept thinking, oh, is this that guy? But uh, no, like but the other Charles. Coburn? Yeah, the other Charles Coburn. Yeah, the other one. The, the father of James Coburn. No, he's not. Um, is James Coburn 
Yes, I yes. Okay. No, okay. I answered my own question. You're good. I got it. It's, I got it. So anyway, there's a, a little bit of forcing the issue um, from old uh, Henry. What, he, what do you mean? He's making some. He's making some moves. He's cornering this this uh, fiance Martha in the study because oh, she's dang. she can't stop sneezing during the performance of what is it, Mrs. Ms. Cooper Cooper, this singer woman. Because uh, that's what you do in olden times. You uh, gather around and listen to people sing in rich people's to homes. To each other. And you go, yeah. yes, indeed, yes. But uh, Henry's like, I, I've never wanted anything more in my life. And they, he, he, again, he works through the no. He he does, in fact, work through the no. Yeah. He, Aggressively. Because, because, because it turns out she did want it, RJ. Well, does that make it? Right, Jared? Are well, you, are you, you know, some, that... some people just have a sense of like, you know, you might be saying no, but I know better. Your uh, your your mouth says no. It's so weird. It's just a coincidence it always is in these movies that have a, a predetermined conclusion. And people go, oh, that's what my life's going to be, too. I just got in... to not take no for an answer. <laughs> and they say it's almost like it was meant to be. Look how it worked out. They were in love with each other. She didn't know it, but he or, did. Or she, but she did want it all along. Yeah, she might not have had. I, I, I admitted it, but like, look at how it worked out, Jared. Yeah. So she gives a big tearful speech about how she doesn't want to die in Kansas. Uh, yeah. I mean, I get it. She, she wants to live in New York City. Even Clark Kent left Kansas. You know. Smallville? Yeah, he left. No. He didn't even stay around, so how could she be expected? I mean, as we know, middle America, hell on earth. I think uh, some of our listeners from um, Delaware are going to have a real issue with that, Jared. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, one thing leads to another, and Henry and Martha elope with a little bit of a sneeze, and Albert's left there being... Sad. Mm. Yeah, he's a mopey bitch. Yeah, he's, he's trying to tell them, oh, don't worry, don't worry about me. I'll, I'll be okay. And you're like, man, everybody here, everyone, everything's going to work out just fine for everybody. Because that's one thing you could say mm. about this movie is, I don't know if there's really that much conflict, <laughs> like, at all. Mm. It, they attempt to, cre- to create conflict that she might leave because she catches him in some... Uh, Infidelitous acts. Well, but, she, uh, he, uh, she, yeah, she finds some receipts. She finds some receipts, and I actually thought she was a little bit, uh, a little hasty on her uh, upping and leaving altogether. But I guess like it was all, the, it was coming all the whole time. Yeah, like uh, when I was watching, I was like, maybe he was going to give it to her, but then, uh, uh, and then I was like, oh. But, but he's they, they trying. Yeah, he's making a case that he is uh, a yeah, shit. So, but they don't make they don't really make that clear though either. But I mean, so anyway, no, there's there's a, there, there's a time jump, ten years into the future. But and 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 they have they have a child, a, a boy. Uh huh. He's a real stinker. Oh, just like dad. Yeah, he's gonna be just like dad one day. And but Martha's run off. And he's like, where is he gone? I don't know. I don't know where she is. But she's trying to go back home because after getting disowned 10 years earlier, we were like, she's cut off from the money. She's not going to get the dime. She's um, not getting a dime from me. And 
Uh, you're talking about the breakfast scene? Yeah. And then, of course, the yeah, and then of course the other family is like, oh, well, it's preposterous. We'll never back this. And it's like, no, nah, everything works out fine. He's still living in the family house. Everyone forgives mm-hmm. it. It doesn't matter. You're like, oh, there's no repercussions for any of the decisions they've made. And then, nope. like, they're all, like, kind of bored rich people. It's, like, interesting. I do think that, I mean, I liked, I do like this movie. I think it's a, it was a very mm-hmm. enjoyable movie to watch. But mm-hmm. on the, the values of this movie, kind of the... Um, a little questionable? Well, it's just, like, this is the type of movie that I feel like Republicans watch and go, these were the good old days. <laughs> I, I agree. The the, I the, agree the, the, the the a certain like little like I can imagine uh you know a Mitch McConnell being like oh it's just like my life <laughs> that's just what I wanted to be like I wanted to be like I, heaven can wait where I go to hell too when I die oh everything's gonna work out just fine <laughs> and you're just like oh <laughs> like I don't know every time because that, that crossed my mind a lot while watching this like people I don't like probably like this movie. But they've yes. based their values around this type of world, and mm-hmm. it's like, ugh. I'm like, this is just a movie, and for the rest of us, life kind of stinks. There's a lot of problems here, and this movie's like, ah, eh, we don't care about that kind of thing. This is about escape, escape from those things. It's like, well, there is no escape when you leave the theater because there's people who watch this and they escape right into like this world. I don't know. Yeah, where where nothing matters and they can do things that. Uh... Yeah. You know, without consequence. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the, I guess you could say, a criticism you could lob at this is there is no consequences to any actions of anybody. Um, And then everybody gets older. Uh, Sonny Boy is like kind of like a a little jerkwad with his mustache now, too. His dad's getting older. He's not getting any less silly. But now he's like, his son's got a taste. He's got a taste for the showgirls, too. And uh, he goes Mm -hmm. and pays 25 Gs to keep her away from him. But it's already too late. So she just fleeced that guy for money. But you're like, he just gave away $25,000 in like 1920 bucks. That's like, that's a a fucking fortune. (laughs) Yeah. What what would the conversion rate be? Like $600,000? Oh, like at least like it would be a, it's a lot. That's eight yeah. billion dollars. Eight billion. Wait, I I always think back to like uh, when I was watching Mad Men, uh, and there's like the salary for like a ad exec at that time was something like oh it's like oh I'm making thirty five hundred dollars a year, <laughs> like uh and that's like 1959, 1960 or something like that. And these guys are excited about like making you know four thousand dollars a year. I mean, I, I would be happy with that if you could if it, if you could make that work because everything costs that much less. Yeah, mm-hmm. because our, our our dollar is not worth very much. So twenty five k to a to a a showgirl floozy that that apparently <laughs> of course that's like but you go oh that's my conflict and like it doesn't even like make it think like oh we can't even go yachting this year we have to sell the yacht it's like nah I just look like a fool and you're like. Oh my god! <laughs> like, come on! Is anything I, um, is, is anything going to happen to these people? So, just speaking of that, there is a a guy that I work with in the workroom the other day, talking just complaining about general things. You know, ah, oh, COVID is driving prices up on things. Ah, uh, the gas prices are high, and uh, I heard him drop a. You know, pretty soon I'm not going to be uh not going to be buying gas for my boat anymore if gas keeps going up. And I I just kind of turned my head. I was like. <laughs> I was like, "You piece of shit! Get the fuck out of here! What are you talking about? Fucking gas for your boat! Get out of here!" But it's a, it's the same. 
same kind of idea, right? In a sense. That's right. Oh, hey, on on Wikipedia, they actually do yeah. have they have an inflation of like they don't even cite this. Uh, it'd be equivalent of yeah, th- uh, three hundred and sixty nine thousand dollars today. Pretty good chunk of change. Um, yeah, I mean that's like, hey, would you like five years wages for many people like right now? Yeah, I would. Would you like that? Yes, please. I mean, I would take it if you were offering. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't yeah. you don't want you don't want to be scandalized. Well, here's the thing, Jared. Money. What, what do you think about uh the ridiculous wig and aging uh here in this movie? Because we I got, didn't mind it. So we have Jean Tierney though. Her hair, her old lady mm-hmm. hair they start putting on her is so bad. It's it, it's like <laughs> come on. I uh I didn't mind it. I, I was like, eh. I was like, I don't know. The other movies I'm watching right now have even more questionable uh, makeup. So I was like, well, whatever. Yeah. And then we get a little bit of uh, up sort of stuff where Martha dies. She mm-hmm. passes away. And now uh, Henry's sad. And there's a very nice little touching thing where they're dancing. He's like, and you're because, you know, oh, she went to the doctor and she keeps telling me it's no big deal. So four months later, she wanted to make me the happiest man I could ever be before she died. And it was, those were the best years of our lives. And then she died. And now I'm still, but then he goes back to being zany afterwards some years later. And his son's getting more and more like himself at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, why? He's always out at night. Uh, caterwauling. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually, um, so when that stuff was going on, that dance scene where they're dancing away from all the public, uh, or if, like from the crowd, I was like, to me, Jarrett, maybe that is the Lubitsch touch. That is the Lubitsch touch. In in my world, that was the Lubitsch touch where I went, hey, that's a nice little scene. Mm-hmm. Is this what people are talking about when they're talking about uh, the Lubitsch touch? I don't know. <laughs> but in my world, I'm going to say that that's it. No. You know, so. So. Then and then, he, and then she dies. Yeah. And he's alone. He's alone. And he's like kind of feeling shitty about it and alone and like, oh, what's the what's the point? Mm-hmm. But then it's like a Fred Olin Ray movie. Oh, go on. He he dies under the care of a beautiful nurse. Va va voom. And like, is the implication there that he had like unpure thoughts and he's like, yeah. I'm a bad man. Yeah, he got horny at the end and died. And was it the horniness that killed him? Is that why he felt like he deserved to be in hell? I don't know. I, like, I'm not sure. Like what he thought was so bad, other than like, oh yeah, I live a shitty life. I, I should deserve to go to hell. You're like, I don't get. I don't get this. I don't. I don't make this leap that this guy's convinced of. He's not that good of a guy. No, he's not a great dude. Like he's he definitely dicked around a lot. But at the same no. time, it's like, it's like, what do you mean you were? You you think you should be in hell here? It's like because well, and this cause is because you, you didn't do good stuff or right. And so this is the kind of thing that I think of like, huh? So like these like horrid politicians that exist in the world that like do really bad mm. things. Do they think? Well, I didn't really do anything that bad because we're getting. The, but they have like a uh, heaven can wait view where everything's based on how they treated women. 
And they and they're like, oh, I didn't yeah. treat them. I didn't treat them that bad. So I'm I deserve to go in. I'm like, what about all the shitty things you didn't do, or the bad things you did do that you don't think were bad? Because that's the thing that I'm like, is there something we're missing from the picture of Henry Van Cleve? Because we don't really see his interactions of bettering the world or like being this philanthropist, other than I am a philanthropist. It's like, what does that mean? I give guns to kids in school. I'm a good guy. <laughs> like, I do many like, great things for yeah. many people. Yeah, it's like this guy could be horrible, but that's not what it's about. It's 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 just about feel. It's a nice little movie. It's a nice little romp with uh, like you know, good acting, some comedic bits, uh, nice dialogue. Like that's all it is. But good wholesome family values is that what you're talking about? Wholesome, about getting loaded and getting your your funk on. Could you repeat that? What do you mean getting your funk on? So then RJ, he dies. Yeah. And that's where he winds up going into hell. Because that's where he thinks he belongs. But what does his excellency say? He says, well. You don't belong here at all. He says, why don't you just try to go up to the big house? He you, says, you know, they you might not get in. You might have to you have, might have to wait. You might have to wait. But they do have a side area for the people who A small room. Yeah, that aren't bad, but uh, you know, maybe maybe one day you'll get there. You might have and, to wait a hundred years, but uh, it might happen years. And he says, "You know what? Heaven can wait." And then he looks at the camera and goes, "Wink." And then everyone laughs. Bottles are popped, and and he, uh, and he goes up the elevator. And uh, everything's fine after. Oh, that. yeah. So okay. So that's the gist of the story. Um, one fun thing in this movie is like, oh hey, look, look at these uh, the help mm-hmm. on on display of the the uh, the, 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 the Strable family. Yeah, yeah, I, I I have some questionable thoughts about the breakfast <laughs> you, scene like and the, Jasper, the treatment of uh, J- Jasper indentured servants. Yeah, and there is also um, there's like the the quote unquote mammy. That like she's she's just kind of round for a little bit, but yeah, it's yeah. mostly Jasp Jasper. It's Jasper. Jasper's the one who takes the the brunt of uh, or the blunt of all of yeah. this stuff, and uh, I feel bad for Jasper. You I'm go, not gonna lie to you. You go, oh dear, how's this going to go? It could have been worse, but it's kind of like it was uh, things like well, you know, it's 1943. You're like, holy shit, World War II is going on right now. <laughs> like that's you're like that's not that like in the, you're like only like World War II is. Not that far off. It's kind of, but even like the Civil War wasn't that long ago. <laughs> I mean, not that long ago, but I think it's it's not as much. The thing with Jasper that really bothered me, even more, more that they're just treating this guy like a piece of shit, and that he's clearly like he has to be there. I'm 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 guessing you, you, you can't treat you shouldn't be treating employees this way. Well, I, I believe Jared, is this is this an example of indentured servitude? Is that is that what's going on here? In in a sense where it's you live for us but you do what and you can live here but you do what we say. Like do you think he was getting a salary? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, at that point you'd uh, in Kansas City. Uh yeah. A couple I'd, pennies. But it's like but that old family. I would make sure I take care yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the thing that stood out for me the most in that scene, other than the fact that the lady was eating pork chops for breakfast, which I feel like is a big power move, um, was that it wasn't even like the the like it, it just shows how shitty rich people are just in general. 
Would, and you're just like, fuck, I don't care about these. It's like, it's supposed to be very comical where it's like, hey, they're, they're arguing about the funny papers. They're arguing about Heathcliff. How'd that cat get out of that cage? How could that happen? But they're using this man, Jarrett. They're using this man to do this. And you go, man, these people fucking suck. Yeah. Like, why would they treat this guy like this? And like, I know. This was an old movie, and that is how mm. people were treated. But at the yep. same time, you're just like, and, and this, this is, and, 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 and this was the nice way that people would have been treated, because this yeah. is like the cinematic version for for laughs. Yeah, well, and that's what I mean. Like, I think it's 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 played like it's supposed to be. Like, uh, it's like this is fun. Look at how much fun they're having. But then you're just like, these these people suck. They're just shit. <laughs> just shit people, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Just shit. Well, anyways, so yeah, the dinners or breakfast scenes sucks for that reason, just because but you're like, how about those cakes? He wasn't even putting fucking syrup on them. What kind of, he he doesn't. Kind of, he does at one one moment. He, well, he started but, cutting. Uh, he started cutting into those things. Yeah, with, and without, then he does slap. a little drizzle, and then he 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 puts his syrup knife in the butter, which I was like, mm, <laughs> can't be cross contaminating that shit. It's like that's butter one oh one, baby. You got to get the butter first hey. when the knife is clean. Hey, it was like 1943 by, but it's like supposed to be like whatever 1919. So it's like World War One yeah. era. Like you can do whatever you want with that butter. I know you could, but yeah. Well, so he's eating the the cakes, but it's like I said, girlfriend's eating pork chops in the morning, and I went, damn. Because you want pork chops, you get pork chops. That's a meat house. That's a house that meat built. Yeah, but. You know, pork though. I mean, they were they were the big they were cow cow producers, and it's mm-hmm. like well, you eating pork. You should have some fucking hamburgers for breakfast if that's how you want to play it. They, they got deals. They got they had handshakes. You can't eat. You can't just eat beef all day. Yeah, I mean that's part of it as well. That's right. But uh, yeah, the the breakfast scene I think is supposed to be very playful, but it, it comes off. Um, uh, you're just like these people aren't very likable, so. These these rich people and their games that they play, Jarrett. The riches, the riches. Uh, but that's the end of the movie. Well, not that scene, but yeah. we we've discussed the movie. So uh, I'm. Um, what else do you think? I don't know. Uh, what do you think about this movie, RJ? Uh, I agree with you. I think it's good. Uh, I did. I think it's very cute. Is the only word I can think of to describe it. Like when when it was when I I didn't really look into it. And then about ten minutes in, when I, when I, got what the movie was about, I was like, "Aw, that's cute." So this guy's trying to convince the devil he belongs in hell. How playful! Um, I do like the setup with uh, dropping that lady down the floor. I just thought that was funny. Yeah, I was like, "I like that." It's a good little bit. Um, it's a bit terrifying too. <laughs> yeah, it no, is. It's good, uh, but it's a good. They had a they had a great guy playing the role, so. Uh, that bit is good. The childhood days, I think it's good that they kind of gloss through that fast. You get that out of the way. Um, like I think I do. Oh, we missed the bit where, uh, or I missed the bit where, uh, we have the thing where he has like his, uh, French nanny tutor. Yeah. He's got the French nanny tutor. He's not paying attention. And, and then, and the kid that's playing, uh, the role he's like been encouraged to do a kind of a James Cagney impression, which is pretty okay because like I yeah. mean, I mean at that point it's like well it's before James Cagney was a thing, but this kid's like nah see, <laughs> well that's more of a Edward G Robinson, but 
believe me, he's he's trying to be Cagney. He's trying. He's trying. But that's that's a, yeah. that's a lofty goal to aim for, though. I mean, Cagney was the was a pretty pretty big deal. Pretty good actor to be trying to emanate back in 1943. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think that was cool. Um, no, it's. I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good stuff here, like in it. Um, the dialogue and the way the characters kind of work together is good. But I am. I know this is something people are going to be like, oh, get over it, man. It's like I do I, – I don't care about these rich people and their lives. And it's like, yes, I know this movie is 80 years old. I, I, I understand. But in our current current world, it's just like – it's like I don't want to see a couple old white people yelling at this black guy. Like, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, uh, the problems I have with it are – small or like they're they're not that big it's just like i didn't really like that stuff and you you do kind of get you it gets a little bit tiresome watching like rich people just being like man what are we gonna do with all our time and you're just Mm -hmm. like oh yeah that's we have no struggles whatsoever (laughs) yeah there's just like the only thing we care about is what we're having for dinner and you go Okay. Meanwhile, overseas, it's yeah. like let's take a look at the ghetto. <laughs> let's let's talk about camp. It's like I don't know. Anyway, that's a little bit heavy-handed, perhaps. But this movie is like, oh, rich people. Yeah, isn't and, that great? Yeah, ideologically, this movie is, per, uh, you know, there's a word for it. Hmm. I can't does put it my... start with a P. <sighs> yeah, P something. I don't know. It'll come to me later. Peener. Um, <laughs> Peener. Is that what it is? Penis. Yeah. But, well, I mean, like, that's what I mean, too. It's like, I get it. This is an 80-year-old movie. I, I understand. It's just... Well, I mean, I fuck. I mean, I is that a, that's not even... A, I don't even know if that's an excuse, right? Because it's like, yeah, sure. It was like yeah. a mode of the time of, like, this... It's a congratulations to somebody. Uh, and I saw the movie spin very wasn't very popular. I mean, I guess people were like, I want to see what success looks like, so I know what to measure myself up to. One day I'll be in the big house that I just am yeah. born into. Like you just get it. You just like you don't have to do any work for it. It's just kind of like You're handed to you. And I guess the idea is like, see, but then you get to go into heaven anyway. I'm like, again, there's no repercussions for anything anybody does. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, like there's no uh, conflict in most of this yeah. film. Like other than, oh, my wife left me, but not really kind of. And then there's like a whole convincing bit. And it's mm-hmm. like him like stalking around because you can just tr- like afford to hop on an airplane and f- track your wife down and like watch her from the bushes again very good uh, again very good behavior yeah, that, that's the other thing we we i mean i know you talked about it but uh the uh the stalker uh part of this uh where he's just very willing himself upon his wife and saying you're gonna love me i know you will and then you go dude just get like i don't know get a computer get reddit you're gonna be fine you don't need you don't need this yeah. uh well i just looked too because i was like because I was like, well, the movie's 80 years old. And then you're like, is that an excuse? And then I looked. I was like, well, when did Lady Eve come out? And Lady Eve came out three years before this movie came out. Yeah. And, I mean, that's got like, like – um, It's got a little H- bit H- of Henry, hair, but Henry, not as much. Well, Henry Fond is a total schmohawk, right? Yeah. He's a, he's a goon. But but it's like – but he's a hapless goofball. And then there's like – he's getting worked by the con woman. And it's like, yeah, I like that movie's awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, I also like. I mean, I probably liked Heaven Can Wait as much as I liked My Man Godfrey. I thought they're they're kind of operating at the same level for me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, yeah, ideologically, 
maybe uh, bankrupt. <laughs> what else to say yeah. about it? It's like kind of like, oh, like, I don't really agree with these movies, but I can watch them and be like, oh, that's a charming movie. Exactly. It's just, like, little, that, just maybe I mean maybe too. it's just vile. <laughs> well, and yeah, that's exactly kind of what I I was trying to get at too. I was like, I think it's cute. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a cute movie. But, like, it's cute enough. It's cute enough. Well, because, you know, because uh, what do you have? Citizen Kane two years earlier, the old, old Kanester. Mm. And in this movie, it's like, yeah, he's a rich piece of shit. And, like, you see, like, the, the damage he does. Things don't work out well for him. Like, there's, like, there's an actual conflict he loses rather mm-hmm. than things just keep working out well for me. And it's not, like, trying to say anything about that. It's kind of like, that's the way it should be. And you're like, oh, that's bullshit. Because that's, 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 that's like, I don't know, it's, that's the feeling that uh, I kind of was left thinking about the entire time, which I don't know if was the way that people thought about this in 1943. Or, mm. I mean, I'm sure uh, a communist watching this movie would be, like, fucking hating on this. They'd probably be like, this is shit. Um, Maybe. So, I mean, that's like 80 years ago, and they were like, oh, fuck this movie. They probably would, like, absolutely hate it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, they'd laugh at it, being like, "This is like, this is this Lubitsch touch." <laughs> I don't know what he's touching, but I don't want to. I don't want to eat it after he's touched a, a, it. It's a rotting touch. Does a D, rotting does, touch. does D three damage? Wow. Yeah. Huge. huge. That's huge if true. Huge if true. Uh, you want to hear about people who hate this movie? Maybe they're yeah. com. Maybe they're communists. I mean, yeah. Let's bring on the commies. Yeah, bring them on. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we got Mitch T. Mitch T. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've yet to meet a communist named Mitch, so we'll see what this guy's got in store Could be for a first. us. All right. I understand that we should be looking at older films like these as a product of their times, and so we should overlook contemporary sexism and racism and focus on the other qualities of the work. But this film makes that fucking hard. It actually feels repulsive, especially with how these constant moments are passed by as if they were nothing. Despite its smaller attempt at comedy, how obscenely dull the plot is along with these other attributes are so insufferable that this disc has earned its place next to cuck in my box of movies not worth rewatching. Fuck. RJ, uh, you need to look this up. I did like the opening scene, but it was all downhill from there. The fact that this movie has a rating above a 2 out of 5 confuses the hell out of me. Okay, wait, what did you want me to look up? Uh, cuck. <laughs> oh, the word cuck? It's a movie. It's apparently a oh, movie. Oh, a movie? Yeah. I mean... I'm sure it's a movie to someone. Well, it came out last year, 2019, and there's something. Oh, there's, I see. there's another thing called Cuck too. Cuck, Ron. Oh yeah, I kind of from remember. Rob Lambert. I okay, so yeah. Ronnie is a young white man struggling with the pressures of life. He's unemployed, rejected from the military for being mentally unstable, and lives at home with his alien and nagging mother. Roni finds an outlet for, uh, for his frustration online. The alt-right community gives him a place to belong and absolves his personal responsibility. Wow. <laughs> oh, fuck him, the reviews. Oh, boy. Oh, this, this is, is my <laughs> Black Panther. <laughs> this movie. Okay. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can't go down that train. Donald Trump's name is never uttered. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I feel like somebody... I don't know. I feel like someone might have mentioned this to us or something the equivalent to or someone. 
Probably Oliver Granger. No, no. No, he didn't bring up Cuck? I don't think so. Someone this, this, this seems familiar. Well, Mitch um, seems like a cock. <laughs> oh, yeah? No, I mean... As they, a, they, not, but, but definitely not a communist. Not a communist. No, they, this person, honestly, they don't really have a whole lot of movies logged. Uh, they only have three favorite films, not four. The Blue, Mulholland Drive, and The Lighthouse. Hmm. So it's like, all right. But the, the only other like half-star films they have, it's just DC films. <laughs> Like Justice League, Suicide Squad, and uh, Heaven Can Wait. So, okay. okay, that's it. They don't don't have a lot of movies logged. Okay, next up we got Andre Ortez Sedano, one star. Okay. Approaching these films with an open mind in this day and age is difficult to begin with, so the obvious anachronisms weigh heavier. In this case, it was especially difficult to obviate them. The main character was obnoxious, and the whole story was just misogynistic, spelled wrong, and dull. I mean, I, I feel it's like, like this miso, misogynistic. Misogynistic? I feel like this person's picking uh, problems with, with movies that they don't like, but not with movies that they do like. And that sounds dumb, but uh, they they five-starred Salo. Salo. So it's just like, does that movie not have problematic things uh no i mean so from uh the subject matter of it it doesn't but yeah the way it makes you feel it might be hard to avoid that i think this 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 movie is about what it makes you think about because you go how is it how can you get over get past this yeah Uh, because it it came to my mind and the, the fact that you're thinking the same thing it's like hmm yeah so here you want to hear this guy's favorite movies yes La Floor from 2018. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, who doesn't? That's, that's, that sounds uh, like some slow cinema to me. Oh, you want to hear slow cinema? What about Santan Dango? Slow as molasses. What about Come and See? Ooh, yeah. That's 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 that's, that's the Festa first date movie. Say, hey, yeah. baby, you want to come and see? Come, come and, and see. And then uh, Belladonna of Sadness, which. I mean, yeah, just... that's. I mean, that's about uh, menstruating witch revenge, and it's it's, co- it's pretty cool. It's about something. Uh, this person's also just five starred uh, an elephant sitting still. So I, th- I feel I've like heard that's good a things. Slow film. I mean, I like all these movies. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think. I mean, or the ones I've seen, I like all of those. So I, yep. I get it. Um, I, these things I don't object to as much, though. I suppose. But this, this that's just a big criteria. That, but that RJ is my privilege. Oh, as a host of a podcast or and wealthy as shit. Ooh, shit. How, how else can I sit around and podcast for three hours without any regard Weekly. for the outside world every week? Watching Weekly. suffering for my art, watching a criterion film or three a week. <laughs> I mean, one day you're going to get yours, O'Doyle. One you're going to get yours. One of these days. Finally, one and a half stars from Errol. Errol. Oh, I see. I disagree. If there's heaven and hell, the latter is where Henry Van Cleve would definitely go. 
I mean, that's the point, dude. I looked. Was that the? Whole, oh, I looked forward to the depiction of the concept of after death, and the Technicolor production was really pretty. But apart from that, I seriously did not find anything else worth my time. And man, I'm pretty forgiving of the foolishly fast-paced romance portrayed during those days because I'm a dumb, hopeless romantic. But Henry and Martha's love story was so insufferable. I won't. I want even talk about it any further. I just finished the entire thing because I kept hoping something was worth all the high ratings on here. Nah, I'm disappointed. Here's uh, Errol's bio. My opinions do not have any value. I forget everything after a week. Hey, I mean, that sounds like you. I mean, it's, yeah, it is. Favorite films uh, from the romantic include Vivacious Lady uh, from 1938 with uh, your buddy Jimmy Stewart and Ginger Rogers. Jewel Robbery from 1932, William Powell, K. Francis. Now, Voyager from 1942, the uh, prequel to the Star Trek Voyager show. And Stardust, the Neil Gaiman film. Out of nowhere, starring Robert De Niro. Stardust. (laughs) Out of nowhere, surprising everyone. Out of nowhere with the chair. But, uh, I mean, this person... They do watch like this is all the kinds of movies they watch is like 40s and uh, 50s stuff. It looks like so real grandpa. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm they're playing to their type. That's cool. Well, it's getting late, well, RJ. Yeah, it, let's pull. Let's pull the pin. Any final words here on heaven can wait? Mm, I can't wait to get out of here. Life here? Yes. <laughs> After the break, uh-huh. um, RJ and I take an elevator. Two? Well, maybe the elevator's broken. Instead, we take a stairway to heaven. I feel like we'd get sued if we say that. Are you going to hell? Uh, it depends on where you sit on absolution, because uh, I, I make good on my promises. Is Mel Gibson going to hell? No. That dude's a beacon of, of Catholicism. <laughs> yeah, that's right, sugar tits. Uh, yeah, but he, he, he goes to confession. <laughs> Dressed like that? Well, you're asking for it. And that green thing. Enough.
you can you can write in and let yep. us know about your green thing. We got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnloaf. We're yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. We got a Patreon. Yeah. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, the internet. Tumblr. We're on the internet. The, RJ. The internet. Can you believe it? We're on the internet. On the on the World Wide Web. AOL. What's the internet. AOL. AOL. Are we live streaming with 4chan? Dial up. We Dial got up. we got CD ROMs. Give them away. We got floppy disks. We got floppy disks. Three quarter inch. Punch we cards. Punch cards. We got milk cards. IRC. You got 30 punches, and then you got to get a new card. ICQ. IC Wiener. Is that what you said? LimeWire. Napster. Next week. Napster. Yeah, that's right, RJ. Oh, shit. Are you ready for... Fair share. You ready for a Napster? I'm ready for... Uh, yeah, Napster. Bring it up. Bring it up. Bring it up. Oh, my God. RJ, what are we watching next week? I don't know. Oh, fuck. Don't ask me these things. I don't know. Oh, my God. Do you genuinely not know? You're supposed to know these things. No, I'm not. Why why am I always carrying your ass, huh? Because this was your idea. Gotta carry your ass to a good match. Ooh, This whole thing was your idea. You know, know, speaking of Lady Eve, Mm -hmm. Preston Sturgis. Yes. You like American screwball comedies? Sometimes. Yeah. And you like Preston Sturgis. Well, let me tell you, I got here uh, Unfaithfully Yours from 1948, directed by Preston Sturgis. Oh. Starring, get this, Rex Harrison. What? Remember Rex Harrison? Yeah, uh, I know Rex Tillerson. Is that the same guy? Big, big Rex. Wow. T Rex to his friends. What? <laughs> what? I know. Whoa, crazy. It's Dr. Doolittle, man. You know Rex. Dr. Doolittle? Eddie Murphy? Exactly. It's the only, it's the only Doolittle I know, mm-hmm. buddy. Uh, what what problematic penis <laughs> problems are we going to have next week, RJ? Excuse me? What? Is that an option? Dysfunction? Disjunctive. 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 Editing? <laughs> Midnight Cowboy? Potentially. Holy fuck, it's late. Good night. <laughs> yes, goodbye forever. Screw y'all. Ah.